is up guys dave here from metal epidemic back for a metal epidemic podcast welcome to episode 19 um as always joined by my fellow co-hosts duncan and kyle how are we doing this evening gentlemen i'm well dave excellent good to hear and kyle i'm doing great thanks with a little more enthusiasm kyle (laughs) nope you just told him that you just told him that it has to be on camera um, for later reviews, and he's went he's went a bit sullen since then. <laughs> Me on camera, never. Come on, I mean, like he's he's upset that those uh, nipple nipple tassels that he ordered that he was gonna put on the dark. Like he was gonna have the everything. Like they've got like little neon kind of glow sticks on them. He was gonna do concentric circles and like spell his name out with one and then the other, like create animal shapes and we're gonna to have to guess them. All that's been ruined by the fact that he has to have his lights on his room, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I was gonna show you the helicopter, the double helicopter, and then pull down my pants and show you the triple. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Ruined. Well. Yeah. Yep. Well, um <laughs> Dave's like oh, that'll be that. Okay, uh, that'll be yeah, I mean penis jokes uh, two minutes in, fine, no problem. Let's go. Time of death is uh <laughs> eight forty nine. Uh, <laughs> oh, interestingly enough, segue. this podcast has a do not resuscitate? What? <laughs> um Oh, I've got in sync drinking at the moment here. Both uh, <laughs> having a wee drink there, just living up the old throat. Oh, I in thought you sync were, I, drinking, go get yeah. the autograph. That'd be yeah. worth something. Ten years ago. Could be. <laughs> but on 90s. What did they sing again? No idea. I think. I always get them mother up with Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah, actually, I was going to say it might be. Oh, Backstreet yeah, because I have that song, N Sync's Back All Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd like, I'd like, what I was first going with is quit playing games with my heart, with my heart. But then I thought, no, that um, is. Backstreet Boys, I think. I'm sure it was Bye Bye Bye, was it no? That was Backstreet Boys. Are you sure I thought it was? I have not a fucking clue. We should, one day, one day on Metal Epidemic, we should have a game which is, is this NSYNC? Or is this, that could be a future (laughs) Twitch stream. That'll kill the Twitch altogether. Yeah, let's do that. Get out. (laughs) Perform NSYNC songs through the form of interpreting dance on the camera. (laughs) <laughs> he's waving a lot that's bye 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 so there you go um okay anyway um metals and shit i don't really like follow that up um yeah um what's been happening what's been happening um we did another twitch stream obviously at the end of uh last month um we did uh post post 2000 critically acclaimed shite i think yeah and post malone uh post um yeah it was fun that was a good one quite enjoyed that um did you dave got... did you yeah well i did i did i got a angry lot of dave chest. came out a couple of times and like angry dave is really funny because like the full time i've known you i think i've like we once again for the listeners out there uh me and dave are real life friends well, well try and be real life friends life. and we've known each other for over 20 years now and i think i've seen you lose your temper like three times maybe and one of them is debatable I, d- I don't know if you were just playing up um so like maybe three times i saw you lose your temper about six or seven times on that twitch stream and i was just like this is it's weird and i was like i don't know if he's doing a bit or not 
because you, you were like like you were physically angry. Mm. But yeah, some some albums will do that to me, Duncan. Um, <laughs> some bands, Duncan. I had to had to listen to those albums again uh, before the Twitch stream. So but I had a lot the of fact you got angry about Ramstein that is still it's the bit that confuses me, right? I can, like to, to an extent, I understand baby metal, right? Because baby metal really is a marmite band, right? Mm. But I. I don't. I don't think I've met anyone ever who just is so vehemently against Ramstein. I get people like that. I'm not too fussy on them. But you were like, they're German. They smell. <laughs> they've got tiny penises. <laughs> fuck these guys. Well, um, and I was just like, what, Dave? That's a bit personal. Did Till Lindemann slap your mum or something? <laughs> <laughs> I said, it was just so brutal. Like, just so angry about it. I just can't believe it. Just can't stand it. I just. <laughs> I really, I just can't do it at all. Like, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it at all. I can't. I can't find anything to like about that band at all. Nothing. That's nuts. That's absolutely nuts. No. Even I, the, I even love this the idea that they're changing. Show. They're changing the the lyrics in their songs to try and get Dave. And by God, that do hast mich? Question mark. <laughs> Dave's like nine. Because <laughs> uh, he's he's having none of it, uh, yeah. but no, it was it was good fun. It was one of yeah. those topics where I genuinely didn't know where we were all going to land, and we did have the bit that I knew was going to come up where all of us were like uh, on one of one of the suggestions, uh, and mm. it went round everyone, and I thought that was really cool. We upset yeah. the, the the people in the Twitch chat more yeah. than once, which made me <laughs> very happy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, it was good. Um, I, I kind of feel like we've maybe dropped the ball though Uh-oh. because we've obviously picked a new theme for our next Twitch stream at the end yep. of October um, they're still trying to change it yeah I, I don't know I just I feel like we should have done something Halloween related it's just so yeah, close I to think Halloween maybe, I was thinking the same thing actually I the said day after, that I was the like, <laughs> we, it was <laughs> one o'clock in the morning and I was not in the mood to listen to anything else so <laughs> I was very I was very drunk as well and, and even, even I remember sure. I remember seeing yeah, Why you were, you were over 40 for... by then, so I mean... Yes. Uh, what, I, I, no, I hadn't turned 40. I didn't turn 40 till after the stream, so yeah, fuck you. That's what they all say. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, I was kind of just touching 40 and no more. Uh, but yeah, like I think we have missed it. Plus, I'd, like, I was thinking about that as a great topic, but yeah. that's nigh on impossible to do. <laughs> like, to pick your top five favourite albums from the years 1990 to 1994 yeah. is nigh on impossible i know i know i, I start i did start to look at it and i was like i could pick five from 1994 easily yeah yeah oh, God, so easy not a problem so um, fucking easy so yeah i don't know I, I i think we have to throw a caveat or something to make that more difficult mm. yeah um, i think we skip it and do halloween and do it the month after because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i like your style i like your yeah. style yeah, I think we're so going to well. do ninety to ninety four, but that's a really arbitrary choice. So. <laughs> yeah, What's our I think we we'll go we we'll go spooky. Let's go spooky. Ooh. So, so um, what, how are we rephrasing this then? Top five spooky songs. Um, top five spooky albums. Top five. You can't really say top five spooky bands because there's only about five. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, I mean, songs is good because I mean I can think of loads of songs that are like a spooky. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The Monster Mash five times. <laughs> the metal, they'd be metal songs, though, wouldn't it? Uh, there's yeah, the metal, metal cover of Monster, Monster Mash, Mash. <laughs> <laughs> five times. 
Look, um, top, top, top five, top, top five, five spooky, spooky uh, songs Blackened. that are not by the Misfits. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, you had to ruin like, it. <laughs> there's a lot of blackened type metal. You could do like top five blackened metal albums. So you could go down like a Ooh. blackened death metal. Look metal how or... upset Kyle is that you've just put that forward. Kyle lives in the heartland of black metal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's in the belly over, of the beast, Dave. It's oversaturated over here. That's what it's like. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I need to find a way to word it, but because you could go down like a gothic route as well. Ooh, top five, top five, top five songs that contain a sample from a horror film. Oh, I know. See, this is what I do. I'm an idea factory. This is Ooh. literally all I do. Like someone should monetize the fuck out of me. <laughs> that, that could be interesting. Top five, yeah. That are that not genetic blueprint songs or Kyle's <laughs> band. Uh, like, I don't know if Kyle uses samples, but I think genetic blueprint used every horror sample. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone. Uh, it was almost as if their vocalist slash sampler um, had a horror podcast. <laughs> we'll use another one. Yeah. Yep. Slide them in. Um, so I, yeah. I, I, what, all I'm going to say uh, is, as openings to our podcast go, this is not riveting. Um, yeah, let's uh, take this offline, and uh, we'll uh, we'll spitball some ideas, and we'll uh, we'll get back to you. I love uh, that. Yeah, I forgot spitball. we were recording for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, see when you spitball, do you cup them as well? Oh yeah, always cup them. Oh, just make sure, just make sure. But I didn't know what your technique was. Uh, oh really? First, I go one, then the other. Nice to know. <laughs> nice to know. I like everything that's happening right now. Okay, and cool. I also, also back, uh, I brought it back to Cock Talk, which makes me happy. <laughs> we, we, oh, we, that's the name of your next podcast, isn't it? Cock Talk. What makes you think that I don't already have a podcast <laughs> yeah. called Cock Talk? Well, because I haven't ever seen you talk about it on Facebook. It's, it's, so. it's, it's, like, listen, it's, like, it's Cock Talk with a big D. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, what else do you Oh, need? man. <laughs> Um, we don't stop to the balls drop. Um, so. <laughs> you are a serial killer, man. Of conversations. Uh, if, you, if you give me enough time, I'll hang myself with, with the rope that I cast out, honestly. Uh, it's what I do. It's what I do. Oh. Some people have told me that what I should use is a pseudonym for podcasts, just in case anyone that ever employs me manages to backtrack <laughs> yeah. this. But there's too many yeah. hours out there now. Yeah, yeah it's true. You've just got to steer into it. it. No, he sounds alright, yeah. There's actually a there's a good a good handful of reviewers, uh Metal Epidemic user pseudonym. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It does not surprise me. I don't care though. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, literally no, don't care. Like the, uh, yeah. the disclaimer every single time is that this is for entertainment only. That was I didn't study journalism. The podcast. So, um <clears throat> so uh yeah, new Twitch coming twenty seventh of October. Um Halloween related or horror yep. related in some kind of way. We'll get back to you on the, the topic. <laughs> yeah. Um on the on today's show though, let's let's oh. move to today's podcast. Um we have um a lot Still of interesting stuff to talk about. We have uh, we have some album recommendations coming up, or maybe not. Um or what we've oh. been listening to in the last month anyway. Uh we've got some new singles for you from some new cool bands. We've got a couple of album reviews coming. Uh, and once again, we have opened the floodgates for some listener questions look at the happiness in duncan's face it is a beautiful thing 
I can't wait. I this is going to be. I, like, I, mean, I just don't care. <laughs> I know. It's what I've realised. I don't care the what their questions are at all. Yeah, I know. I really can't wait. The last, like the first time you did it, I was really skeptical. We're going to get weird questions, but they've been good questions so far. So. Yeah, have they? Yeah. That's the um, <laughs> so let's let's start off with a question. Let's oh, get right into it. Okay, so listener question number one. Um, now this person didn't put their name on the question. <laughs> Disregard then. I don't know who who sent it in. Um, don't, don't we was... don't negotiate with terrorists, Dave. If we don't <laughs> put their name on it. We're not fucking answering it. Um, to the bin with it, Dave. Yeah, even a fake name would have done. I mean, anyone would have done. Yes, um, Joe Smith. Has <laughs> said this. Uh, sent this question in. We'll just give him his name. Like he or she is now called Joe Smith. Joe Smith. Uh, or Jay this Smith. question comes from Jay Smith. Jay Smith. Um, like it from uh, Lapland and their question <laughs> is uh, uh, they, uh, they've recently saw the, the new James Bond movie oh God. Um, and um, they said enjoyed the film but how shite is Billie Eilish because uh, obviously she does the, the theme song for James Bond film um, so um, Jay Smith <laughs> was that his name? Jay Smith um, says if you could pick <laughs> A metal band to record the next James Bond theme song, who would it be? So um, that kind of got me thinking about James Bond theme songs, and, and there's been a lot of shite James Bond theme songs. There's been a lot of great James Bond theme songs, though. There's been mm. there's been a handful of decent ones. Um, I think um, I think my favourite so far is probably still "Live and Let Die" by McCartney and Wings. Um, I'm, I'm more a I'm more a Duran Duran. Uh, View to a Kill. View Kill is a fucking and that movie's great. It's got Christopher Walken and the most fucking insanely hot Grace Jones. Grace just Jones. walk around looking fucking like she'd smother me to death with her tits. <laughs> oh, that's a happy way to go out here right now. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I was having to think about it. Um, and I think, like, I think it would need to be someone that had, like, a lot of kind of light and shade to their sound. You know, someone that could do a bit, of, a bit of clean. Duncan say no, a bit of clean no, no. Melody. Like, there's an easy answer here, and you're just missing it. Maybe that's what I'm, maybe I'm going to. Varg Vikernes. Once I saw that cheeky smile when he was getting sentenced for murder, I knew he would one day score a future Bond movie. <laughs> Um, Radical choice for the new Bond. Uh, they've casted James Bond as Idris Elba, uh, which we're all <laughs> extremely excited about seeing, but weirdly, out of nowhere, <laughs> Gogoroth have been signed up to do the score. <laughs> what are they playing at? Um, I don't know. Oh, so you've, you got one already? Do you know? Yeah, like, as soon as you said that, there's, oh, there's, right, a, there's an easy answer. What's that? Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, oh, Oscar winning, the Oscar-winning duo behind um, such great Everything. scores that already exist. Plus, you're, you're talking about Light and Shade. That's light and, light and Dark. That is Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor, like, he has a fucking... He has a patent on that. He'd be fucking amazing. Plus, the man, the man writes great no. music. Uh, and he doesn't sound like everyone else so he'd make an amazing band yeah he would thank you thank you kiss closed Um, plus he's got a he's got a proven track metal band come on metal band he did metal in 92 he did metal yeah (laughs) in 1992 Dave (laughs) so fuck you right 
<laughs> and arguably at points in 94. Less so yeah. in 99 and Jesus every year Christ. after. <laughs> uh, but no, if you're... If you, like, without without going all kind of piss takey which i really wanted to um <laughs> there's there's one of the bands that we're actually discussing tonight in a review would be fucking great at it because of their ambidextrous nature to styles of music and their commitment to different soundscapes um i think diablo swing orchestra could do a fucking blinder of a bond theme but if we're putting them to the side and i have to be selfish about it which are forcing me to be selfish about it mm. um Ooh. I mean, we had Chris Cornell did one at one point, yeah. so we have yeah. technically moved into our realm in music. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Before. It's all about the vocals, so you need a powerhouse singer. Mm-hmm. And it has to be a singer. So... Well, I was thinking someone, things. someone that could do a bit of both, you know, a bit of yeah. mel- I think most, a lot of the Bond songs have got quite big, kind of epic-type choruses. It has to be. Um not all of them were, were great. Like, if you listen to that Sam Smith song, that was fucking utter Well, that trash, was the problem. But... They selected Sam Smith to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it needs someone that could give the song that kind of drive and power, but also write a really good vocal hook as well. Um, if I was going slightly off the wall, and it, it's kind of down the same line you were talking there with Diablo yep. Swing, I would probably go Between the Buried and Me. Because um, that guy can sing like a motherfucker. Yep, yep, yep. But yep, yep. they have the chops to pull off something really grand and kind of epic. Um, but then there was other things coming to mind. I was thinking maybe maybe that would be too much because they are quite a kind of progressive kind of sounding band. But I'm sure. But I, you know, I'm saying that if you listen to his solo stuff, it's nothing like between the buried and me. So they might be able to pull that off. Um, going down a more kind of almost not more kind of no rocky, but like a bit kind of more mellow than between the buried and me. Um, I was thinking maybe like clone possibly. Clone could be interesting. Um down that line incubus is obviously another one that could probably pull it off possibly mastodon 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 they could do it yeah mastodon would be a great shout maybe you'd have to rein in some of the more kind of extreme stuff that they do every yeah. now and again where they go a bit batshit but like if you listen to like they they've got they've they've got that ripping out them like you yeah. have to listen to a song like curl of the bowl curl of the burrow for example oh, yeah, and that's definitely. nice and conventional and you know it's got big singy I, I, I think with the vocals that they do specifically after listening to and we're going to get into that under the what have we been listening to um, mm. both those fucking singles on repeat uh, but yeah Mastodon would be a great shout plus they're huge so yeah. plus they've done scores before um, they mm. did it for the horrible horrible Jonah Hex movie which, um, <laughs> did they do that? Yes, they did the whole score for that movie and then no one saw it. Um, <laughs> uh, which was not their fault. But I think, like, if you were going, I think it depends what you're going. Like, conventionally, I would say you could you could probably, you could pull off, like, an Alice in Chains or something like that quite oh, yeah. comfortably to yeah. do that if you were going down the conventional kind of kind of rock theme. But if you were yeah. specifically targeting it for metal... Um, I think you just want bands that sound... Because the beauty of the Bond kind of themes to an extent, and I'm going to slightly disagree with the, the question asker, um, and that I actually, whilst I don't love everything she's done, I do quite like Billie Eilish. I think she's incredibly ta- like 
like too talented for someone her age um and she has a couple of songs that once you listen to it there's a lot going on there and it's surprisingly well written uh, i don't mean to be dismissive except like she wrote the stuff when she was like 17 and like when mm-hmm. i'm 17 i still had lego right you know what i mean like so it's literally <laughs> what we're fucking doing here um so like i i didn't think that was a bad choice and i don't mm. actually dislike the song once again yeah. it's all the daniel craig ones have had shit yeah. team songs yeah even yeah. the cornell track wasn't great so like, just tell chris cornell to sing something else and he would have been fine with it um mm. but like to me you want something that's a bit i don't know just something different you a new mm. bond new new era yeah. yeah get get some fucking mastodon in there <laughs> you know what i'd go with sixth Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, i'd love to see the bit where like the, the the guy who's in charge of commissioning the movie's like we really liked it and still you started doing the animal bleats in the background <laughs> like the sheep noises are totally not needed for this <laughs> like, could you imagine if they reined in their nutness they could create something that was just bleakly beautiful and really fit the yeah. theme of a bond film they really yeah. could that if I was cheating and being completely selfish, my fucking band because the thing is amazing, and that's why I got him. There we go. There we go. I realized I didn't realize we could just nominate ourselves. Me, uh, I'm the like, pick me, goddammit. Um, no, I think I think the thing is, also think on some level, do we want? Um, I, I I don't know. I think we'd be we'd be spitting in the face. I'd love what I'd love a metal Bond theme tune. If it was like a metal band that were commissioned to do it and they were like, well, just go with whatever you go with, but they sort of made it made their sound fit a bond aesthetic, I think it would be great. I really Well there aren't any band that any band that uses like uh, to an extent like but that's why I went to Diablo Swing Orchestra in the back of my head. Anything that uses brass sections Mm, for sure. Uh, I'm not talking about ska, although I would listen to the shit out of Less than Jake Bond. Bond. Oh, Skindred doing Bond theme. Skindred. Good that shout. Work. Skindred would be fucking great, and it's set in Jamaica yeah. by Wave <laughs> Wales. Jamaica Wales. Could you imagine? Wales. That would be amazing. Gojira. Here we go. not a bad shout. If you're going for epic either. sounding and you're yeah. going for almost cinematic in its approach, mm. they're a good shout as well. Um yeah, there's plenty. There's 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 so there's so many options out there, but the yeah. logical choice is Trent Reznor. <laughs> no, that gets an Oscar for it again. How does he keep doing it? I don't know. The man can. He's got two anyone. of them. Yep, he's got two of them. And and an Emmy, and yes. a Grammy, and a Grammy as well. So, three three yeah. awards people uh, organizations yeah. and, can't and, yeah, be wrong. Like just just and you know it's the stuff he does at the weekend. Yeah, it's like me and Atticus like, hanging is... out at the weekend. Just you want to do a film score? Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that's. A, I think it's literally at that stage now. I think it's just like a case of like David Fincher phones him up and says, "Hi Trent, how's it going? I'm I'm doing Mank. Uh, do you want to do the the score for that? Which was a score he did before you laugh. That's a real movie. Um, and that's like that's he won he won the two awards. He won the the award for Mank and the award for Soul. Two completely different movies, like different spectrums. One about the the, the you know existential question about life by fucking Pixar, and the other one by David fucking Fincher and black and white about Citizen Kane. I mean, Trent Reznor is your man. Case closed. Can you imagine okay. him crooning like David Bowie on something like that? That'd be awesome. Oh, uh, Bowie would have been perfect. Uh, yeah, he really would be. 
boy would not have metal. been well, it's, got it's, metal it's weird but... it's weird that boy was never asked to do a Bond theme it kind of feels like someone missed something there because I been suspect he perfect. probably was asked and probably turned it down. Yeah, because that's the kind of guy he was. Yeah, so I expect... only if I can play James Bond. And they're like, no, David Boy, <laughs> we can't have that. We saw you in Twin Peaks, um, which if you've never seen him in Twin Peaks, Firewalk with me, you're doing yourself a disservice. David <laughs> Bowie in that is fucking amazing. He puts on a southern accent. He goes, we don't talk about Jody. And it's like, that's not a southern accent, <laughs> David Bowie. What are you doing? It's just the way he talks. He's from it's just southern. the way he talks. Like, but David Lynch won't stop you because David Lynch is equally strange. Yeah. Oof. So there we go. I don't know if we've answered your question. Yeah, I think we just shouted a lot of, a lot of things <laughs> that maybe sound all right yeah. without necessarily committing to any one thing that we all agreed on, apart from yeah. Trent Reznor, which Dave disagrees on. Yeah. Uh, well, let us know. Um, if you, any of you have any um, better ideas... Um, <laughs> Send your answers on a postcard to Joe Smith, Jim Jones. J- J- Jim Jones? Not to Jim, Jim Jones. Like He's dead and all his followers. Jason uh, Alexander, I don't know. Yeah. Um, if you want to ask us a question for our next show, uh, metalepidemic.com forward slash askmetalepidemic and uh, we'll read out your question on the show and answer it. We have another question coming up later on the show, Ooh, though. Goody. Goody. Um, Is there a link to that in the description? Because that's a fucking long link. Um, yeah. I will make sure there is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Link in the description below. Yeah. Um, okay. W-W-W- um... H-T-T-P-S <laughs> colon slash slash www dot um... Now fuck that. Let's just give them the IP address. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give them the coordinates to where our hard drive contains a text file that gives them the website. So, right. Take, take a flight to Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we play some music? Almost 30 minutes into the show. Yes, maybe it'd let's be prudent to play some music. Let's play some music. Um <laughs> let's let's get this off. Let's fucking set fire. What are we getting show. off? Give me a sec here. You never told me that, Dave. Oh shirts um, off. And uh we are gonna get things off to a flyer here with our first single. Um, I sent this track to you guys a couple of days ago because I'm kind of obsessed with it. Um and I really shouldn't be, but um, I am. Um, it's from a band called Beast in Black. Um, they're about to release their new album called Dark Connection on October 29th uh, via Nuclear Blast. Um, predom- I've never heard of them before, um, or I've heard of them but never listened to them before. Um, predominantly a, metal, a, a power metal band, um, but this new release has this fucking Japanese synthwave type streak running through it. Um, and I kind of love it. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm definitely tempted to add this to our album review pile to be honest um, oh, I'll, I'll be more than happy to do it but like i i feel like we foreshadowed this last podcast by saying remember that song hyper hyper that got really really famous really really quick wait till you see how many bands jump on the bandwagon and then boom i listened to this and i was like oh yeah this is big fucking mental euro synth if ever there yeah. was one i was yeah. two seconds away from stripping off to a mankini and fucking raving out to pound and techno. <laughs> um, Love it. Yeah, I mean, I had a look at the the little press release that came in. The first track in the album is called Blade Runner, all right, um, which sells itself really. Um, oh. And the last song on the album is a cover of Michael Jackson's "They Don't Really Care About Us." So I'm just like, do we need any more reasons to to review? Do we this? need any more reasons to cover that song? All I really know is they don't really care about us. 
<laughs> I don't know about you, but I can't wait to hear that. I don't know if I want to listen to that, but I will. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit on the it. fence, but so. I'd like to check it out because anybody that thinks they're brave enough to cover Michael Jackson is definitely worth a listen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this track is called One Night in Tokyo. Um, see what you think. This is Beast in Black, One Night in Tokyo. We'll be back right after this. central ladies and gentlemen um if you want to check these guys out facebook.com forward slash beast and black official um i am all for reviewing this album so keep your eyes peeled on our youtube channel oh, i'm down to clown dave uh, this oh. track's brilliant down to clown yeah, i am like with I you really though, when you're it. like that where dave's like questioning why he's enjoying it mm-hmm. i'm like that i'm slowly chipping away at you <laughs> 
This is that's like, what this I is, thought when you yeah. said, "Oh, I like it." I'm like, "Yeah, we're finally getting to him." Finally, it. yeah. It's just taking it's Duncan's taking in the forefront. I'm in the back. Like synth isn't that bad. Like, see, see, in a year's time when that question comes back about Bond teams, and we mention Trent Reznor, Dave's going to be on board. <laughs> be all about it. That's never going to happen. <laughs> wait till wait till Trent Reznor does the score for the bleakest prison film you've ever seen, and then all of a sudden you'll be fucking stroking him off in the shower. <laughs> oh yeah, shiving him with your pork member. If you know oh, I mean. easy now, Dave. Jesus Christ! Right, uh, what are we doing? Um, what we're we doing? We're doing a uh... ejecting Duncan from the call. That's <laughs> what we're doing. We're doing uh, what we've been listening to over the last month. Um, what we've been checking out anything of interest or anything that you'd like to discuss, anything you'd like to get off your chest that you know that's not baby metal or Ramstein, obviously, because they haven't had albums that Dave's so we'll done that already. Um, um, I think one that I kind of briefly mentioned on the, the Twitch stream, but I thought we'd get into it a little bit more on here. Um, and it's one that everyone's really talking about just now is the new Spirit Box, um, yes. Eternal Blue. Um, it was like one of these albums, obviously, that was was mentioned uh, of like one of the kind of most anticipated of the the year, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people really enjoying this album. Um, I saw a lot of positive reviews. Um, I mean, we we put a positive review up on on the website. One of the guys reviewed it for our for our site. It's not a bad album. No, no, not at all. Um, but however, um, <laughs> that's a posh butt, Dave. <laughs> I think. Yeah, but only when he stood up. <laughs> yeah, for some reason it bowed and cursed at the same time. <laughs> Little curtsy. Oh. I think I think because because those singles were so huge yeah. and had such a big impact that and they were released so long ago that the album the rest of the album feels a little underwhelming. Not not really it's not a bad album at all. Um I think like the tracks they released worked in creating like a buzz about the band and about the album, um, and everyone was dying for it. Like, when's this album gonna come out? And like, Holy Roller came out last year, like fucking yeah. ages ago. Um, but I don't know if, if they've maybe left it too long. I don't know. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I think there are definite standouts on this album um, that I would go back to and listen to as individual tracks. Um, but I do find that there there is a a good handful of tracks that are fairly kind of standard kind of progressive metalcore. Um, she's the kind of kind of star of this album. To be honest, I think she's the big selling point. Um, without her, I think it would be fairly kind of beige. You know, it's fairly mm. kind of standard kind of progressive metalcore album. Um, her her vocals are very well delivered. You know, whether it's cleans or the more kind of guttural stuff. Um, I think I mentioned on the Twitch stream. I watched uh, I watched her live at what was it called? Louder Than Life Festival. I think it was just from a couple of months ago. Um, her voice is impeccable live yeah. like sounds identical almost to the cd um but my, my, my kind of main issue out with the vocals is there's nothing really that outstanding musically it's very kind of safe for the majority of the album um they, they occasionally kind of lean into some heavier styles you know can they start to kind of lean into kind of deathcore a little bit um but nothing that's going to make you like jump out of your seat um i thought this was a kind of like a three Three point five at the very most, a push, but I'd probably say more a kind of three out of five for me. Um, the, the singles did make me think it was going to be much better, um, but in the end, it was decent, but but nothing new for me. I don't know if, if you guys checked out or. Yeah, I'm not that 
far off you, except I, it's not that I anticipated it, but the things that you're talking about don't sell millions of albums, so, you know, like challenging, challenging music in the background with those sort of vocals over it, or deathcore segments or that, don't sell millions of albums, so, mm. like, to me, this feels very much like uh, an album that is on track to do incredibly well, because it has that, the, the tracks that are a bit more pedestrian, it's yeah. probably the word I would use to describe it, in that they are very formulaic, they don't really go beyond the pale in any way, shape or form, are yeah. essentially just backing for her incredible vocals. And at times, I will see, as great a singer as she is, there are certain songs where even I am sitting there going that, oh, you could be you could be challenging yourself a little bit more, you could be hitting, like, go really go for it, like, really, really, really stretch your vocals. And she does mm. that on the singles, for yeah. sure, and on the occasional track here or there, but... I mean, it's an album that I feel if it if it moves more to the see that the second album from them will be the interesting one because either it'll be very much what worked on the first album as every single song, mm. or they'll have enough clout to go a bit more challenging or change things up or go a bit darker, whatever, and pull their audience in. But I, I'm not surprised by it. Am I disappointed? Yes, the reason I'm disappointed is very much like yourself. I've, I've been listening to these singles pretty much all year and it, the, the the promise of something like on that level on every track has been there. Yeah. And when it arrived, it, it you know, you, you made a mention to, I think it was on our Twitch stream. I don't want to put them in the same bucket, but it feels like I'm going to put them in the same bucket here. <laughs> like when, when Evanescence first came out, mm-hmm. And everyone was talking about that single. And then the rest of the album come out and the rest of the album wasn't that single. <laughs> but was very kind of cookie cutter, paint by numbers. Mm. You know, very much this is this is what gets us to the next single on the album. That's kind of spirit box. So yeah. obviously much better produced, much better played, and she's an incredible vocalist. Mm. Um but it does kind of feel like there's a lot of fodder here just filling in the gaps yeah. to another single. Um, and that's but it will it'll, this album's going to sell fucking loads um, and I think it, if they started going a bit more technical or extreme there is a danger that maybe it doesn't although in saying that though if you're buying it for the singles who gives a fuck what re- what else yeah. is on the album but you see, she she came and I think the guitarist as well came from a band called um, I Wrestled a Bear once Yes, um, and they were very kind of tech metal. They were yes. way heavier than Spirit Box. So oh god, yeah. I, I don't see them going back in that direction. If anything, you might I think that's why they moved out because yeah. they want yeah mm. they wanted to do something. And like, let's be honest, if you could fucking sing like that, yeah, you'd be what the right stuff that gets you the money for having the talent yeah. of that. You know, oh, what yeah. I mean? so I, I I get it. It's not oh, yeah. the album I necessarily wanted. Yeah. But it's still easily better than than like a, a ton of stuff I've listened to in the last couple of months. Yeah. It's just like you say that I think it's and I mentioned it before. The there's a almost and I know why they're doing it, but there's a false equivalency now on an album gets announced, you know, a year before it comes out, mm. and then you're drip fed what a quarter of the album before you actually sit down and listen to it. That you yeah. formulate an opinion over how it sounds. It's difficult not to. You, you you fill in all the blanks. This is what it's going to sound like. The industry tells you this is what it's going to sound like. And then you sit down. And because it 
doesn't sound like that, instantly there's a level of, not all the time, but there can feel a level of kind of despondency from it. Now, sometimes that it doesn't sound the way it does will grow on you. You actually go yeah. to appreciate that it sounds different, a la a Gojira, in the case of you, Dave. Um, yeah. But other times it goes the other way, where you're like that. This is surprisingly conventional for an album which could have been so much more. And that's yeah. kind of where Spirit Box lie for me. I'll still, I, I, I will still be listening to the singles at the end of the year, but yeah. I probably won't be listening to much else on it, if I'm honest. No, I know. I'm the same. Um, okay, uh, I'll tell you what else I did listen to, which is guaranteed to garner a little bit of discussion. Um, and Don't do it. Don't you do I, it, because you're, <laughs> you're just trying to hack us off, and it's not going to work. Look at your face. He's about okay, to do right. it, Kyle. What I'll say is, right, I got right I got right through the album, start to finish, and I think I only said get to fuck maybe once or twice throughout <laughs> the album. And I'm I'm pretty surprised at that. I'm pretty surprised. Um the album is obviously Flux by um Poppy. Yep. Um I didn't hate it, Duncan. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't hate it. But you didn't hate the previous album. No, I didn't. But yeah. then she started to release stuff in between the previous album, this album that was a bit like yeah, I don't what know. Let's be honest. Yeah. The stuff in between, out with the the NXT EP, which is really good if you've not listened to it. The yeah. stuff in between is, to me, it's we're Nonsense. trapped in COVID. <laughs> yeah. Let's just yeah. release a, a couple of bloop 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 noises. Yeah, um, and that this is <laughs> yeah. This is uh, this is quite different to I disagree though. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think I actually think this the, the more kind of like there's like a kind of pop punk vibe in some of the tracks. I think it really suits our voice. Um, 100%. Almost a kind of like getting kind of almost like K-pop vibes at times. So more um, cohesive sound than album. Like yeah. I disagree has a lot of styles going on, a lot of yeah. stuff. And it, like to me, I love that, right? But once again, yeah. I come from that that world of J-pop and J-rock, where like you like they th- everything in a kitchen sink into a song. But there, there's really disparate things on that one. This one actually yeah. feels like this has a genre. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like one that mm-hmm. pr- primarily plays through, so that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, uh, there was a there's a track on it called um, "On the Level," which I actually really liked. It's one of my favorite tracks for the album. Mm-hmm. Very commercial sounding, um, but I really liked the, the the melodies on it were really catchy. And then there's like a part towards the end where the the drumming goes fucking mental and the guitar riffs go fucking crazy as well, which I, I didn't see coming at all. So I liked those little kind of bits where <laughs> kind of hit you like off guard almost. You um, know, I'm going to ask you, what did you see get to fuck about? <laughs> Um, there was there was some kind of there was the kind of electronic tracks of the album that I yeah. didn't really care for. Um, yeah. Tracks like I th- um, think that's our our boyfriend. Our boyfriend's Hysteria. a producer, and I think that's our boyfriend who does right. all that shit. There's a track. Um, I'm sure it was Hysteria was one of the tracks. Um, it just felt a bit like fluffy and pointless. To be honest, I was just like, what the fuck is this? What is the point? Mm-hmm. Like, um, but that aside, um, was not as bad as I was expecting. Um, not one I'm going to go back to on a regular basis, but you know. It wasn't bad. Surprisingly, Dave has given out his seventh five-star review this year to the brand new album by Poppy. Um, no, no, I'll t- I will take that. I will take that. I, I like it. I really like it. I don't know. Uh, interesting enough, I don't know if I enjoy it as much as I disagree for mm. all the reasons that you've just mentioned. Like, yeah. there's a kind of yeah. 90s vibe about it. I, oh, I mentioned yeah. it before. There's, there's like shades of garbage in yeah. there. Garbage band. Like, garbage <laughs> band. Shades of garbage. Um, well, there's there's little bits of, of that in there, and I think uh, with you, I think her vocals definitely suit that more than the screamy stuff where she has to put layers and layers of effects and distortion mm. over. Um, yeah. 
I think her voice like acclimates to that style of music really, really well. It's still very much a a producer's album. Mm. Like it's like she's working with like I said before, her boyfriend is a producer. Um, who does a lot of stuff with her, including uh, compositions of the music and all the rest. So it's still very much a... Weirdly, I don't want to use Baby Metal as an example because they will get upset. But it's that sort of, we have a vehicle to write all this this stuff here. We just yeah. need something to make it marketable. And mm-hmm. she's that. She's that level of marketability. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's good. I've yet to, even her electronic pop stuff from like uh, 2016, 2017... I really like that as well. I, she hasn't done anything that I dislike out with the album, which has what, like, sorry, the EP that has like 10 tracks called Scream, and they're all just shite. Yeah. They're all fucking just noise. Um, yeah. Out with that, she hasn't done anything that I dislike, um, but I would understand why someone didn't like her the same way that I understand oh, yeah. why people don't like Baby Metal, so. Yeah. Dave. Um, <laughs> Kyle, did you listen to that? No, did you check it out? Nope, no, not even, no. didn't even, nah. No, nah. I might. <laughs> not but, even, did not even, right now. Nah. nah. Um, what, about, um, what about Employed to Serve? We uh, we reacted to Park of the Grave, or I can't remember what the track was called now. Um, and then they obviously just released a new album, Conquering, uh, oh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Um, it's really good. It's really I good. Fancy, is that the one where they, they recorded the whole thing in the one room? Is um, that the right band? No. I can no, tell your was... face, no. No, I don't think so. No, right. Uh, then I've forgotten who they are. We it react was, uh... and record and do so much, Dave, that trying to recall <laughs> anything is 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 painful. I think I think they were the ones it's with the heavy editing, no? The, um, that was the, the female singer. Um, oh, no, there was a bit of male vocals singer. come into it as well towards the end, the no, guitarist. No, um, I've forgotten. Was that there? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really good anyway. Um, it's it's no frills really. Like just kind of solid metal. Um, good riffs, great vocal delivery. Um, it's Justine Jones as a vocalist. Um, really oh, kind of ringing the bell. Yeah, really kind of thick production, big kind of grooves. Um, it's got a few breakdowns on there as well. It's a good mix of styles, really. You know, there's a lot of kind of like straight up metal, but there's a streak of hardcore, a little bit of metalcore in there as well. A bit post post hardcore in there as well, and some of the clean clean moments. Um, I don't think there's anything here that's going to like shock you with anything that they're doing, but I think the level that it's delivered is, is really impressive. Um, it's, it's, the quality is of a high standard, um, and you can hear it in the riffs and in the, the songwriting in general. So I quite enjoyed it. Uh, Conquering is the, the name of the album. Um, check it. If you're lo- just looking for something that's just you know heavy and there's a lot of kind of cool riffs and cool grooves, then it's definitely one to throw on. I quite enjoyed it. Um, what else? What else? Anything interesting, you guys? Oh, yeah. Ghost single I've been listening to on repeat almost. Well, this is what I thought Dave was originally when he was like that. I listened to and I was yeah. like, oh, here we fucking go. <laughs> I mean, you can tell it took him two and a half years to come out with something because it's a really good song. They didn't just whack it out in six months. They just yeah. they actually took the time to, you know, find a new kind of style for the new the new singer and, yes. <laughs> and yes. do what something that's a bit singer. more... Yeah, oh, definitely a yeah. different singer. But, you know, make it stand out differently than the rest of their catalogue. You know, yeah. each album has a sound and each album has a style. And I think I've done it again. So it yeah. might not be the strongest song they've ever released. It's no square hammer, but it's it's solid. solid. It looks like they're moving more towards that kind of metal sound again. Yeah, um, mm, from definitely. If you were to take, so it's Hunter's Moon. It's, um, it's 
uh, single on the forthcoming Halloween Kills soundtrack mm-hmm. uh, for the movie Halloween Kills, obviously. Um, and yeah, I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was really good. I'm I'm with you, Kyle. To me, they they did a they did a kind of double single last year, which had a song on it called "Kiss the Goat," and it had this really kind of sixties psychedelic. Yeah, kind of psychedelic a sound on it. That's mm. where I thought they were heading for their next album, and I was really excited about that. Mm. Um, and this has kind of went back to a more metal sound, which once again I'm fine with mm. if they want to do that. But you it's know, the, it's I, still got a touch of that 70s, yeah. 60, 70 something. But yeah, it's not all the yeah, way. Yeah, the organ <laughs> stuff like will always bring oh, yeah. it back to that for mm. sure. It'll always kind of give it a dated sound. Um, mm. But the riffs are cool on it. He's a great vocalist. Whether you like the band or dislike the band, he's a great vocalist. He's got a great yeah. tone and it works. Um, and Dave, yeah. you said that you thought it was okay, which is... I, did. I mean, uh, if I was it. Ghost, I would be celebrating right now like I won the Eurovision <laughs> Song Contest. Dave didn't I... give us no point. <laughs> <laughs> I never have a positive experience the first time I hear a new ghost track ever. Like I never, I never listen and go, that was really good. That never happens. Um, this was the first time that I heard a single and thought, I'd listen to that again. Actually, that wasn't too bad. Um, mm. There was a few of the kind of annoying things that that I dislike about the band that it kind of removed or kind of maybe pushed to the back a little bit. So um, yeah, I'm I'm keen to hear where this new ghost sound goes. Um, interested yeah not bad at all um what else what else um, oh, let's let's talk about like so obviously in the interim there's been some albums that have come out where reviews have dropped i, I tell you i cannot stop spinning classics by four stroke baron <laughs> i think that's a fucking great album i genuinely think that's a great album mm. and it pains me because we said on the recording as well there's so much of that that sounds like devon townsend so much that i am predisposed to dislike mm. um but they just the 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 weirdly his involvement i think is and i went back and listened to some of the older stuff now i think weirdly his involvement's elevated their sound but yeah. without and they, they do sound like you can eat the guitar tone at times and the drum sound at times is very devon tim's end mm. but like I, my big complaint always from the the kind of heavy devy stuff is <laughs> that he puts too much into his mix so you get hit with these almost distorted walls of like impatches noise where he's layered 75 million instruments on it for no reason at all a boom will work devon um you know i mean just like do an electronic boom you get Mm. the same fucking impact i know why he's wanting it to sound like there's an orchestra there but no orchestra would ever fucking sound like that either you know what i mean so i but there that isn't there on this you know i mean like the the i think what's really clever is they're quirky so they have the quirk of that but I think it's got enough going on, specifically in the choices of the different songs, but the the ideas of linking those songs in as well. There are so many moments that flow naturally from song to song to yeah. song until the next one comes in that's so different mm-hmm. in, in the style that you're like, oh, fuck, right, was that three songs I just listened to? Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I think that's that's not easy to do. And the fact there's only two guys doing it, yeah. it's kind of What? There are only nuts. two guys? I there's did not catch that. Holy them. fuck. Yeah. All right, guitarist, my opinion that album just yep. went up a mark. Yep. <laughs> the, guitar, the vocalist is the guitarist as well, and they have and the drummer. There's just two of them. Shit. Um, I didn't and realize. And that to me is fucking awesome. Like just the, the I know like Townsend's credit credited with some stuff, and you would use them if you were in the studio with them. You'd be daft not to. Yeah. Um, okay. 
Even but, I wouldn't. I'm not the biggest Townsend fan. I, I like yeah. some of his stuff, but even I'd be like, yeah, can you just play like all of that shit and I'll do the bass? Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, it's, it's, I, I think I think it's one of these ones that I, I find that more reward. I'm still picking out things in the mm. mix or stuff that he's doing with his vocals differently, where he's yeah. learning maybe two or three things, but one's got a weird effect on it. That like when I hear it, I go, oh, that's really fucking interesting. I skip back to check it out again. So yeah, it, it was a real surprise because I genuinely had never heard of them before and they, they kind of floored me. Uh, so that that's definitely one that I, you know, I, I would recommend anyone listening to this that me go and check out a review because we go into a bit more detail about it. Mm. But it's it's kind of high up for me for sure. Mastodon, we need to get this out of the way. Tear Drinker, oh my god, that is a good song. <laughs> two songs released from their upcoming album out of fucking nowhere about two they're doing the thing that I don't like though. Uh, we've had two singles in the space of three weeks from an album that isn't coming out for a while. Um, When's it coming out? Uh, I don't. Th- I think it's later on this year. I think it's late this year. Is it no end of October? Is it? That's even better. I thought it was end of November. Yeah, that's what I thought too. That's not so bad. That's even better that I take that back. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Give us another one. You take that Three back. songs before the end of October. <laughs> um, but yeah, like once again, it's like like almost the opposite feeling of what Dave described when he was talking about listening to a ghost single. I've yet to hear a Mastodon single coming out ahead of the band's release of an album that I don't just think sounds fucking amazing. Yeah, like, every time. I just, I'm always, <laughs> I'm a total chill and mark for that band. Mm. Um, and this one, once again, they're they're leaning into the, the music video they released for the first single. Um, they're leaning into that. I think uh, the, the drummer doing a lot more vocals in there. He's got a great tone. It's naturally higher than the other two vocalists. Um, and it's got it's got that kind of old school sound in parts, um, but the the sound they sound surprisingly commercial for a band that are not as commercial as they should be. Uh, mm. I th- I think it's fucking great. I cannot wait for this album. I think it's gonna be a better album than the last one. I wasn't yeah. too keen on that one. I don't know what was what it was about that album, but this is sounding way. It's better. okay. Yeah, it, was, yeah. It, was, it wasn't a bad album. It just I I felt it lacked the memorability of the previous stuff. Yeah, where you can be sitting there thinking about oh, either that song and that song. It, it, it was the singles were singles were okay. Stuff in between was fine. Yeah, mm. but yeah. Uh, yeah, very very excited about that. Um, I'm trying to think what else because I have been I had been checking out some stuff. I'll tell you what, you can skip. Surprise, surprise. Uh, the new Ministry album. Oh, really? I haven't yeah, even tried it hygiene. I was going to, but... Moral maybe not Hygiene. Oh. Uh, which you've got to imagine was, I, I don't know, maybe spot that's on That's what by... turned me off. As soon as I read Industry's out with the new album, I was like, all right, I might give it a shot. It's called Moral Hygiene. And I'm like, maybe I'll skip it. Fucking yeah, maybe <laughs> leaning into the, the whole <laughs> pandemic thing. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, like, it's, 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 it's my big complaint. There's no growth, no movement in that band ever. Um, no, there I, never I, will be. I think if you like the band and you like that sound, you'll probably enjoy it. Um, I know the review that went up on the site, the person that reviewed it quite enjoyed it, but yeah. um, if you've if you've always if you've been on the fence about ministry, yeah, it's probably not. It's, it won't you. win you over. Definitely nah. won't win you over. It's as much a much of the same. Um, yeah. So I wasn't too cool on that one. I've still to check out your review. I'm assuming that it's went up. Uh, did you guys do River and Nile? Yeah, we, we did. did. Yeah. Yes. What, what did you grade it? <laughs> we gave it. You know, not the best, but <laughs> we stroked it. Hard. We stroked it. Was this it one was... of your was was this one of your twinsy fives? It was yeah. It was yeah. <laughs> it was double handed. 
<laughs> it was. Yeah. Kyle took the bottom part of the shaft. I took the yeah. top part of the shaft, and we just yeah. stroked it for. It's really fucking minutes. good. It's really fucking oh. good. Uh, yeah. So, like, I obviously held it, heard it in isolation from you guys, because uh, you know my wife was giving birth. Um, so, <laughs> no I, excuse for that. I'm sorry. It was see, just in, in hindsight, in hindsight, you know, she could have held it in for a little while longer than I could under <laughs> yeah. the view. Um, yeah, it's really fucking good, and they're not a band that I've ever been hugely. Yeah, like, not even interesting. Just not like I've listened to their stuff before, but I've never been like, yeah, this is like top tier stuff. This mm. album is fucking great. It's called the work, and mm. it is a piece of work. I'll tell you yeah. that. Um, <laughs> fucking great, man. Absolutely great. I'll need to go back and check out your review. Now yeah. and, uh, see Did you check out um, LLNN? Yeah, that that's a that's a contender for top five of the year. Oh. By the way, as he contender Jesus. for top five of the year. I still haven't like, picked up my ass from when I listened to that. Dude, <laughs> dude. <laughs> so and you know what is a bit? You know, one of the things I, I like, I think is one of the strongest suits that, well, I'm, once again, still not listening to your review, um, but one of the things that I don't, I, I'm yet to see people talk about, I think the vocalist sounds wholly unique. Yeah. And that style of music, he's, mm. there's a raw energy. He's not, like, if you listen to his vocal style, he's not generally what you would associate with that style of music mm. it's not as it's angry but it's not necessarily as ferocious and guttural yeah, but yeah. by god does it fucking fuck as dave would yeah. say um it does. It does. the whole album it, like honestly i've listened to it like a good few times now and i'm like that my top five might change again <laughs> and i really want to stop changing my I, i'd be quite happy if the rest of the albums this year were mediocre uh, so I wouldn't have to put much more thought into it, but it's kind of fun. And the more information Dave's been drifting me is more stuff to enjoy. It. The the former singer of Hate Sphere, um, is the guy that did the production on it. Yeah, and that just makes me smile. Like me and Dave had a nickname for him. His nickname was the Hond. <laughs> yeah. Well, I put the D on the end so people that are not Scottish would yeah. understand it's the Hon because the Hon. he is sick. He was. He towered over Dave. He must have been yeah. six eight anyway, and his <laughs> hand was like a fucking snow shovel. <laughs> yeah. so every time he did the whole hand out in front of him thing, he basically eclipsed the stage in the band and the audience. <laughs> it was that fucking huge. Um, and that's, not, that's how the is that how the uh, warm up band came out? Just he carried him on. <laughs> I swear to you, he like, was a warm up band. He was. They were the warm up band. That that's the infamous Gojira gig. Hate Sphere yeah. opened for ah. Gojira at King Tut's for the Mars to Series tour. It's the best gig I've ever been to. Um, <laughs> and Hates Fear were a band that I don't think... I don't know if we'd listened to much of them before. I know you you were a big fan of Blood Red Hatred. Yeah. Um, and they come on stage and they were fucking amazing. Like, yeah. absolutely amazing. Uh, but he... Like, I haven't heard... Of, like, he was in a band called The Candidate for a while, mm-hmm. which I think he was doing production on as well as doing vocals. Yeah. And their last album was years ago. So I had literally heard nothing about him. And then mm. Dave's like, oh, by the way, you might like this album by LLNN. It's, uh, it's former guys from the Psych Project, a band that me and Dave toured with and loved. Oh, yeah, yeah and by the way, I've just found out today it's uh, it's produced by one of the coolest guys on the planet. <laughs> um, oh, man. Well, yep. it's still, still one of my favourite lyrics ever uh, in, a, in any song is in Heat Sphere. Um, and it's, uh, he, he says, how can I... He screams, how can I walk without my feet? Mm. And I'm like, how do you walk without your feet? That's a fucking that's a, that's an existential question. How can I walk without my feet? But I'm like, yes, that's right. Because prior to that, he's talked about chopping them off with an axe. <laughs> Gnarly. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's absolutely great. Um, 
yeah, do yourself a favour. One, check out the review, which I will check out, guys. Uh, but two, <laughs> double up uh, the old uh, Rivers of Nile with L-L-A-N-N. And what's yep. done my heart really good is, I've noticed on Twitter, they are getting a shitload of traction from uh, metal reviewers, which is great because generally mm. we we are the like, kind of last bastion for flying the flag of bands yeah, that no one yeah, listens to. Yeah. Uh, when I posted the review on uh, Twitter, someone someone either retweeted it or commented on it and tagged in uh anthony Fon- fantano from uh the needle drop to tell him to check out this band and check out the reviews i was like i oh, will yes. check, check that, that out with great curiosity if he does do one <laughs> yeah i don't know if you know this he's the hardest working reviewer in the music industry so i've heard so i've heard yeah. <laughs> um, kyle does not have a clue who we're running about <laughs> <laughs> no not a YouTube even a thing. little bit <laughs> he does a youtube thing and he's uh he's he's i, I think he's brilliant um, although he yeah. did not like he did not like um the new album by Death Heaven, which is just plain wrong, Fantano. Fuck Get out of there. You're fucking there. wrong. I don't know who you are, but you're fucking wrong. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm trying to think yes. out with that, and I suppose I want to have this conversation here with the three of us. All right. Uh because Kyle wasn't on the review and it sounded like he had something to say. Um Full of Hell. <laughs> or as Kyle dubbed it, full of shit. Um with their <laughs> Way to new call album, me out. <laughs> <laughs> gardens of burning apparition now it'd be interesting because i think all three of us are in different parts here i think dave was higher on it overall like just in terms of your glowing references to the band mm. um i think grade wise we were about the same but i was more in the yeah. middle because it's not necessarily where i would acclimate to listen to music it's not mm-hmm. necessarily it's not my it's not my time it's not my beat it's not my, not my, not my speed it's not my you know it's, it's none of that dave um <laughs> But Kyle was on the other side of that. Kyle was like, no, this is no. Make <laughs> yeah, the bad man stop. Um, <laughs> so like, no, I just like just a couple of minutes just to just to kind of to, to give Kyle the floor. Uh, what was it specifically about uh, Gardens of Burning Apparition? Apparitions For me, that you didn't I like? mean, you can probably guess it was the production, production. through and through. It was absolutely, it was yeah. unlistenable. I just couldn't get past it. I just... I was like, I understand what you're trying to do, but yeah. it's like the other side of black metal is just intentionally making it shit just to make a statement. And I'm like, if I can't hear what you're trying to do, what's the right. fucking point of releasing it? So, I mean, the songs, as far as I could tell, were pretty good. And the riffs and all that <laughs> stuff. It was like, but I mean, just yeah. why would you make it that way? You're just trying to piss me off. And you worked, but not to your not to your benefit. So just fuck off. <laughs> One out of five, full of shit. <laughs> There we go. So, just like, because I, I, got, I got the feeling that some people might feel cheated uh, when that review goes up. Uh, they'll be like, "This is the one that I really want to hear." Kyle speak. Oh, he's not there. All right. Uh, uh, sorry, last, I was, yeah. I was sick. Uh, last thing I'll say before I'll like leave the floor to other people uh, from monopolizing this conversation is Orbit Culture put out a new EP called Shaman. Oh yeah, if yeah. You've not checked it out. Check yeah. it out. We yeah. love those guys. It's really good. Yep. Yeah. Orbit Culture. Uh, what else? Um, Carcass, obviously, Torn Arteries. Um, Stop listening to it. It was getting relatively good reviews. Yeah. yeah. It um, it's weird though. One, it's one of these bands that they get mentioned. You know, when like a new band appears on the scene, and everyone's like, "Oh, they they sound like Carcass." Uh, you know, they're clearly influenced by Carcass. And I've got to be honest, I was never much of a Carcass fan. Um, I kind of preferred the newer bands that sounded like Carcass uh, <laughs> rather than Carcass until. Um, <laughs> on torn arteries however completely converted me like this is great this is a really good album um like what eight years after surgical steel yeah um they just sound really like 
like rejuvenated, I suppose is how I'd describe it. You know, they're just like fucking ready for business. It's tight as fuck. Absolutely tight as fuck. Um, the riffs are really interesting. Each track has like a different flavor, different tempo, nice rhythms. It's really varied. It's heavy, but it's got a lot of kind of melody through it as well. You know, they always kind of played with like melodic death metal as well. Um, this is like top tier for me. Um, I liked Surgical Steel. It was okay. Um, and to be honest, like Torn Arteries isn't like a massive departure and like that. It's still very much a carcass album with their sound, but it just sounds, everything sounds really just spot on in this album. Um, I often forget they're from Liverpool, like, because when I'm sitting listening to them, they don't necessarily sound like a British band to me. Um, don't sound like the Beatles, is that what you were going to say? They don't sound like the Beatles, <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think this, like, after checking this out, it definitely gave me a push, like, to go back and check out more of their, their back catalogue and, like, and more in depth. So um, if you've not heard it, Torn Arteries is really good, really worth worth a listen. Um, what else? What else? Um, Frontierer. Um, I have this downloaded. This just kind of, I thought it kind of came out of nowhere, really. Like they hadn't, there was not a lot of press about it, and the band were like releasing it themselves. It's not on like a big label or anything like that. Um, but I feel like I need to give it a mention because obviously they're they're part Scottish. Um, yep. And I loved the last album, um, Unloved, um, and I think this is a, another absolute like ear crusher from uh, Frontier. Again, quite similar to like. Like if you like bands like Carbomb or Tony Danza or like really early Dillinger, then this will be right up your street. It's very techy and very intense. Um, but they've um they've loaded more of the kind of glitchy electronics. They kind of played yeah. with that on previous albums, but um this one they've really kind of like went full in on it with the kind of weird as fuck noises, which um kind of gives the album a slightly different spin, but um still really good. It's it kind of it's kind of like a mash of the last couple of albums, uh, Unloved and Orange. Mathematics, I think the other one was called. Um, feels like a good combination of both. Um, musicianship, again, is just like off the chain. Um, yeah. It just kind of blows my mind, like how these guys come up with this type of stuff. Like it must just take an obscene amount of time to perfect this style and like to sound and deliver it like that is just fucking ridiculous. But um, Frontierer is the, the band. O- Oxidized was the, the Oxidized, name of the album. Oxidized, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was pretty cool. Enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed the new Dying Wish as well. Um, my first listen to it, I thought, oh, it's all right. It's not bad. Um, maybe it wasn't in the right frame of mind or something, I'm not sure. But, you know, the second and third listen, like, like improved massively for me. Um, very nostalgic, kind of like late 90s, early 2000s metalcore, a little hint of hardcore in there as well. But some big kind of Misery Signals vibes in there for sure. Um, but as I said, they've also got this kind of cool, kind of hardcore edge as well, which keeps it a bit more interesting. Um, very throwback in style, but I think they do it really well. Quite enjoyed that one. I remember um, being uh, hired for a because you mentioned misery signals. I remember being hired for like I don't know some country gig. I played bass for a band and they didn't have a bassist, so they hired me because I knew the drummer. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So I played like a country song wearing a misery signal sweater the whole time. Of <laughs> thousands of country fans. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was great. <laughs> nice. Uh, the last one I had there was um, sleep token. Uh, um, don't upset Lisa now. I don't I'm know not, if she I'm actually not, listens to these, but I'm not don't upset her. Lisa. Um, we're recording on her birthday as well so if you are listening in the future Lisa, happy birthday happy birthday to you oh, out of nowhere Um, (laughs) the album is called This Place Will Become Your Tomb which is quite a cool album title I must admit Um, I just don't get it (laughs) I just don't get it Um, and I've went back to it like three times and each time it's been 
on. It's like, an okay album. What, this is Spirit Box again. It's like, except without the banging singles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, I think this is, a, I think they have a vocalist that is clearly good at what he does. He just has mm. a tone that I don't necessarily think is great. Yeah, I don't like either. It's, it's a bit, um, it's a bit kind of, eh. Um, but if you're in on that, Dave, you're in on that. It's like, weird you... though because I feel like his his tone is very like like pop or R and B kind yeah. of orientated. Um, it's got a lot of those kind of like vocal gymnastics um, that I, I don't mind in other bands like a band like Issues, for example. Yep. same thing, and I really <laughs> like them. But this I just couldn't get into at all. Yeah. Um, and the vocalist does kind of remind me of there's a, a kind of pop band called uh, My Brothers and I, which I really like. Vocalist very similar. But for here, it just didn't work. Like I felt like everything he did vocally was very predictable, um, and musically, it's just okay. And it's a bit progressive, it's a bit alternative with some synths thrown in. Um, I just kind of I got to the end of it, and just nothing stuck with me, um, apart from the vocal tone, which I didn't like. Album will um, sell loads, Dave. Oh yeah, hundred percent it will. So yeah, I can totally it's, imagine it's, that. It's playing my theory. Uh, there's a band called I've I've downloaded the album. I downloaded it today with the best intentions of listening to it before we recorded, because I wanted to and I didn't get a chance to check it out. Uh, called Bummer. Has anyone listened to the Bummer album? <laughs> Have not. No. Uh, the album's called Dead Horse, and purely on the name of track three, I want us all to check it out before we record next time. Track three <laughs> is called I Want to Punch Bruce Springsteen in the Dick. <laughs> the name of the song and if that isn't enough to make you want to download the album dead horse by the band bummer then i don't know what will i yep, don't even I'm i can't in. even recommend it uh, with that is an amazing name for a song uh, with the best the best will in the world i couldn't get i could not get to could not mm. get to so okay, um maybe for the next one next thing okay uh anything else or is that us that is us yeah um we're going to play some music for you and then we'll be back with our first album review of the podcast um the next track comes from a four-piece metal band from sheffield called Arkdown. Uh, they formed in late 2015 and the quartet draw heavily on modern metalcore and death metal influences framed by their signature melodic yet heavy riff based style their new track badlands is taken from the band's upcoming record terra phasma due for release on the third of December. So this is Art Down and Badlands. We'll be back right after this. Yeah. 
down and their new single Badlands as I said the new album is due for release on the 3rd of December it's called Terra Phasma uh, check these guys out facebook.com forward slash Arkdown official to check them out okay gents um, it is that time it's time for an album review and uh, for this review Duncan Kyle and I have been checking out the new album from London five piece Green Lung the band's new album Black Harvest will be released on October 22nd via Svart Records. So, um, we played these guys on our podcast a while back. Um, and I must admit, I was quite excited to hear the rest of this release. I really enjoyed that single. Um, they have, they've had a fairly kind of decent start to their career, to be honest. Um, after releasing their debut Woodland Rights back in 2019, um, it was really well received by critics and uh, it was released independently, whereas with uh, Black Harvest, they've decided to stay true to their roots and sign with the Finnish audio wizards at Svart Records. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. We love Svart Records. We do. Mm, They're doing a lot of good stuff, a lot of different stuff. Yeah. 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 But they've got a lot of that that kind of doomy sound on their label, so this band Mm. fit right in there. Like a glove. (laughs) This album was um, recorded at um, Giant Wafer Studios, in rural Mid Wales. Um, 
That's a Welsh name, isn't it? <laughs> um, it was recorded over the course of two weeks with local, uh, sorry, long-time producer Wayne Adams and mastered by John Davis at Metropolis. Metropolis. Um, <laughs> Metropolis. Metropolis. Uh, yes. Metropolis. Um, the supper all... man lives. <laughs> <laughs> um, all samples were sourced from the local countryside and from instruments found in the studio. Uh, including going to say, in the countryside, album, <laughs> the next one from touring bands that were popular. That's mine. I'll have that. We'll play it on the album. That's so that's wrong, that's a tortoise. <laughs> um, found in the studio, um, including the haunting opening vocal of the harrowing, which was recorded on a whim after the band broke in to the local church. This um, is what I mean, like thieves. Um, the organ <laughs> can be heard creaking in the background. Um, the album was recorded in late autumn, and the seasonal atmosphere seeped into the music, which is redolent of mists, falling leaves, and the crumbling glory of the magnificent seven cemeteries of London, the city the band call home. Also, um, if you stick your nose over the top of it, you'll get gooseberries, raspberries, <laughs> and a hint of ginger. You know what's refreshing about that, Dave? What's that? Not one mention of COVID. Right. So, <laughs> no, not at all. Thank fuck. <laughs> a press release without COVID in it. No COVID. Oh. COVID free. Um, this uh, press release has been vaccinated, and there is no COVID here. Um, I can I can see why um, I can see why this band had so much attention from that 2019 release. Um, they had multiple label offers after that album came out. Um, they opted to go with Svart, which was a great idea because yep. it fits their sound. Um, but in my opinion, I think this album is going to attract even more attention to this band. Um, I think, like, lay my cards on the table here, I think they've levelled up on Black Harvest. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in more ways than one. Um, firstly, songwriting. Um, it's only been two years since Woodland Writes, um, but going on the, the quality of the songs here, it feels like they have really put in the work over the, those two years. Um, Woodland, Lights, Woodland Writes, I really enjoyed. Um, I didn't think it was completely consistent overall. I had, you know, tracks that I really liked and others that maybe didn't grab me so much. Um, this, on the other hand, is, as I would usually say, banger central on Black <laughs> Harvest. Um, they have, they've kind of knocked it out of the park here. I think, like, starting at the beginning, the Harrowin, great intro track. Like, yeah. does exactly what it's supposed to by kind of building the intensity through the haunting vocals, the, the kind of droning organ I mentioned. Uh, before bringing in the whole band just to kind of get you hyped up with a lot of kind of almost a kind of classic kind of rock vibes um, and then it's kind of down to business and they hit you with Old Gods which is just like riffy and hook laden as fuck um, I'm, I'm going to say it, I'll say it out loud and I know you're going to ridicule me here but it had a Spirit Adrift meets Ghost type feel to it in that oh, track interesting, interesting <laughs> so we're, I know, we're bringing, I know. Uh, he brought in Ghost early like a lot Let's earlier in this review than I was expecting here, Kyle. So I yeah. just I just want to, I want to see the mental gymnastics here because uh, this is very 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 ghost, right? Not not like in in the way that you would say. Oh well, they're just kind of cashing in on, on on the ghost sound. Not yeah. at all. You can still hear the bands they're influenced by, but yeah, yeah. predominantly it's... on this album there is a heavier ghosty vibe. <laughs> ghosty vibe. Ghosty vibe. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, there is, but for me, it's, it's not nearly as theatrical as Ghost. Which oh is God, where no, I, no, no, you're, you're yeah. right, you're right. And that's where I kind of back off from Ghost. You know, I'm not really into that whole theatrical side of the band. Um, oh, right. There is. A, <laughs> is that what it is? That's that's what. It's nothing to do with the organ. Nothing to do with the organ. It is like. partly to do with the organ, but again, theatrical. It sounds Ghost sound like fucking an episode of Scooby Doo, whereas this I think is used. <laughs> And if only, man, I would watch the shit out of that episode of Scooby Doo. Like, where, where Scooby -Doo. They, like, I wouldn't like it, it was the old fisherman. No, it's not. It's Papa Reparatus. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Tobias Ford. Yeah. <laughs> There's two masks because it's yeah, No, it's not. It's a lawsuit from band members trying to get their money back. Oh, <laughs> real that in. Let's real that in. Um, no, like, there is. like, Do you know what There's the big the, difference between. Like a band like Ghost and a mm. band like Green Lung are, without you hitting it with a sarcastic comment, David Buchanan, um, <laughs> is the riffs. The riffs are the big difference. Oh yeah. This this owes a lot more to, I would argue, owes a lot more to kind of the traditions of British metal than it does to anything yeah. else. Whereas, yeah. like to me, what Ghost do really well is they mix that kind of Scandinavian sound with the American seventies rock sound. Yeah. Um, th and that's where they kind of come in but like when you listen to the like one of the, the false equivalencies we heard earlier on from people talking about this was and I hated this like I hate this term because I don't like the band uh, where people comparing the, it's a really it has an Iron maiden -y feel no it doesn't yeah no, what? I like, no? what? And I, I'll tell you what it is I think it's there's a song on here which um, reference uh, and this is where I show my the geek cards getting put down here. Um, there's a reference to uh, to the Devil a Daughter, in here mm. in the lyrics, which is an old Hammer horror film, which is based on a Dennis Wheatley novel um, of the same name. Uh, it's just throwing shit out here, just throwing <laughs> it against the wall. Who was a, an author of uh, black magic and occultist novels, uh, like kind of mystery horror novels. But he'd spent time with Alistair Crowley, so he like actually knew the inner workings of perform mm. magic rites uh, it's an infamously bad film it stars Christopher Lee it has one of the, the greatest endings ever where like a spectral spirit is like hit with a stone and that's the end of the movie and you're like oh we could have just killed him by throwing a stone at him amazing um, but like I, I get the feeling that those sort of lyrics are where people plus the guy's naturally higher range vocal mm. I think are where people are, are doing that the guitar work couldn't be any fucking different in fact the rest mm. of the band couldn't sound any different to an Iron Maiden if they fucking tried and yeah. that's to their credit if anything modern comparisons to me kind of felt like there's whole swaths of Orange Goblin in this mm. in the best yeah. possible way like I yeah. really kind of like a retro Orange Goblin with some sort of kind of really really cool gnarly 70s occultist organ yeah. in there and like the production as well I, I don't want to steal too much of your thunder but the production as well all this to me is what makes Green Lung really fucking special and you were talking about them leveling up the leveling up isn't just in the songwriting it's the whole fucking yep. package yep. it's the whole yep. sound everything here it's not just that well they're, they're better songwriters on this album well they are yeah. But then you're diminishing all the other stuff that goes in here to do with a uh, clever choice of production, uh, sh song structure. There's the the appeal to just be more comfortable to let songs hang out a bit longer, and that's to their benefit. So yeah. now you can go back to tell me specifically about why Ghost sound like Scooby Doo. Yeah, I'm not talking about Ghost again. Um, yeah, so all all gods 
I think they, they, they absolutely hooked me in on that yeah. track. You know, it's a, yeah. there's a, it's a great kind of driving riff. Uh, lots of really nice vocal harmonies. And yeah, there's a bit of organ in there, but it's really tastefully used. Um, yeah. It gives it that kind of retro vibe. Um, and the hits just keep on coming. You know, that start of that album, going into Leaders of the Blind, into Reaper's Scythe, yeah. into Graveyard Sun, um, all oh. brimming with like catchy lyrics, massive choruses, which is something I think they have vastly improved on since yes. the last album. Um, nearly like every track has a, a vocal melody that will get stuck in your head. Memorable. Um, I, I mean, that's that's yeah. that's what comparing it to bands that we're not going to allow to mention again on this thing <laughs> is is that's what that's what you need. Yeah. Like you, you're you're purposely setting like as a band, they're purposely through the style of music they're playing, from the the way they orchestrate the songs and the production. You are weirdly dating your album and yeah. a time period which isn't yours, which a lot of modern fans might not necessarily want to listen to. Uh, there's mm -hmm. a whole don't know if Kyle's aware of this, but there's a whole series of bands just now that like really modern productions where drum samples are used. And, <laughs> You know, guitars are time aligned. Uh, you know, like all, all this stuff that's happening just now. But that's a that's. But there's a reason why songs are catered to that market is to get yeah. people interested in that. They're fighting kind of against that. We're going there like a really organic kind of earthy. Yeah. The way you described it, so like the captured sounds of the countryside, all this sort of stuff that yeah. they're going for, which would be kind of off-putting to a certain demographic if the songs weren't all so fucking catchy. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, like, you hum them after you've listened to them. It's impossible yeah. not to all the yeah. way through it. And that, to me, is, that's how you hook people in. Regardless whether or not you're a fan of this particular genre of music, does it fuck, Dave? Yes, it, it does. It fucks, yeah, it does. Um, and they had, like, they did have, like, it's not just like this, is, this album's came along and they've got all these hooks. They had them on yeah. the previous album, but... <laughs> They weren't nearly as kind of potent as they are yeah, on this hooky. one. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, tracks like like Reaper Scythe, you know, I thought a really nice kind of kind of change in tempo, and then I loved how Graveyard Sun started to play with more kind of dynamics. You know, adding in some kind of quieter moments with the acoustic guitar, but piano. Um, there's also more focus on the organ and keys, which I think works especially well. You know, as we're getting towards the kind of middle of the album, it creates that almost like a kind of shift in tone to something almost a bit folkier, you know, and, yep. the, and the intensity as well kind of slightly eases off. So it doesn't feel like you're just getting hit with like power track after power track. They really flow well into each other. Um, and I think that change dynamically is really needed in the middle of that album. Um, I didn't, if I have any kind of criticism, I didn't see the need for the title track, um, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, I felt like Graveyard Sun was enough of a shift to give yeah. you, you know, that kind of feeling of a kind of almost like a bit of a break. So the title track kind of interlude was, I don't know, it felt a little bit pointless to me if I'm honest. But um, right after that, though, they're into um, Upon the Altar, which, you know, comes in like crashing, all guns blazing, turns the heat up on the album again. Um, again, really nice kind of guitar harmonies on that one. Very Queen in places, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe not the kind of kind of highest point vocally on that one the melody was okay but maybe not as like instantly like effective as some of the earlier tracks but um it was also like the first time i felt like they maybe started to they used the kind of started to reuse a few kind of ideas rhythmic rhythmically um mm -hmm. towards the end of the album we're starting to recognize like oh that kind of sounded like something from it earlier um bits that felt a bit kind of familiar like i'd already had it but um the tempo and the kind of like the almost like traditional metal vibes on like you bear the mark it kind of kind of broke that feeling for me and it was kind of back to like the big riffs and the big choruses once again um i love the kind of doomier kind of riffs on uh, doomsayer 
Yeah, it's um, a great name for a song as well. Oh, 100%. Um, and then the closing track is where um, oh. I thought they might go something a bit more like emotional and kind of kind of heartfelt you know mm. you know it's um still has the big moments in it um where they let rip but i felt like the uh the kind of verses felt more kind of profound on that one which was yeah. it was a nice ending to the album um i think like for me like oh it's not like anything groundbreaking style wise um but i'm not going to knock them for that because that's that's their style um they're going for a very kind of vintage sound um they're not trying to be like revolutionary they, they want to just write really great songs and, and i believe they've done that with this album um it's a it's a really kind of feel good type album to be yeah. honest um it's very as you said very organic very warm the production does have a bit of a kind of retro vibe but at the same time it still sounds huge mm-hmm. um probably a little bit more kind of crisp and a bit more shine overall than the last album but i kind of like that um it's not a perfect album um i think there's a, a couple areas of the album that, as i said comes a little bit repetitive um, and some ideas start to become a little bit overused. Um, and I do think that the first half of the album is stronger than the second, but um, it's just a kind of personal thing. I think, and I would have took it that title track, I, I just didn't see the point of that kind of interlude in the middle. But um, that aside, I still really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the single, so I kind of roughly had an idea of what I was going into. Um, and I definitely enjoyed the rest of the album. What about you guys? Kyle, what did you think of this? <laughs> Me, he gave, he gave you that's some. Shake, so <laughs> you said something that he disagreed with. Dave. All right. You fucking mean the back half of this album is worse than the front? What? No, worse this album is worse. all the way through, head to toe, fucking incredible. If this isn't my album of the year at the end, I don't know what, what the hell... You've yeah, said I'm that about six times this year, you're not like I have again. not, maybe. Really? Five stars are you giving up? How many stars all am I giving this? Well, is this your first Everyone, five stars? Dave. This- First like one, sweeties. yeah. First out of what seven? <laughs> <laughs> I think at first. I think the first review you did this year, you gave it five stars. <laughs> That's so. a good album. <laughs> oh no, this album is fucking tell incredible. Me, Why like, do you love it? I, tell me. I, I, mean, I remember the single. I remember thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to that. Hmm. And then they pulled it out of the gate straight away first goddamn song it gave me chills and goosebumps and hair was standing up on the back of my neck just from the intro i was like okay we're in for a ride here <laughs> and so i just kept on going and every song one after the other is just brilliant it's on top of amazing and i just i don't know it's partly because of the production so raw and natural it's not really raw it's just organic and natural yeah. there's not a goddamn drum sample in sight and it sounds amazing it sounds huge it just sounds like the guys are in a in a studio just whacking out the stuff that they fucking love, and it, that you, they caught, captured that on the recording, and that's what you know is missing from a lot of albums these days is that kind of like capturing what the band is about, and these guys are nailed it to the floor and the ceiling and the wall and everywhere else, and the fact that they went out to a completely different place from where they live to record it and then went out in nature and did all that stuff and then I read when he when I read that they went into the church and broke it yeah, and recorded their intro there I was like yes that's great yeah. <laughs> you, you were just surprised being where you are that someone broke into a church to record music and not burned it down right you know? yeah I was like what you broke into a church and you left it standing <laughs> <laughs> but no I mean I even completely disagree with Black Harvest being pointless. I loved it. I mean, Graveyard Sun was like a toned down. Black Harvest was a toned down further. But it wasn't so long. It was just a couple of minutes long. Mm. And then it just brought you back in right after. I mean, for me. Mm. But I mean, oh, the the harmonies. It's like Black Sabbath, Queen, yeah. Led Zeppelin, 
had a three-way and gave the bastard baby to Ghost to care for, <laughs> and then just moved to England. And like, <laughs> the, the most depressing part of that whole analogy there was the move to England. Yeah. At the end. Like everything else was rad, and then they moved to England. And then they moved to yeah. But I don't know. It just it caught caught me right from the first minute. Like actually, in the minute, the first like the vocal that repeated the same harrowing line a few times, I was like, okay, come on. But after that, just that's it. I don't have any criticisms at all. I absolutely love this, front to back, mm. and all the way. I listened to it about seventy thousand times. <laughs> I bought a T-shirt and I pre-ordered the CD. I mean, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> nice, interesting, uh, Duncan. What about yourself? This album is not number one on Kyle's list at the end of the year. I'm calling bullshit for the amount of times he's used that phrase this year. <laughs> I remember all these things. Uh, I think this is great. I think this is really, really, really great. Very much like yourself, Dave. I remember the previous album. I remember being quite high on that, actually, and thinking, right, we've got a new contender in this kind of British doom scene, which is it makes me excited. And yeah. it's another kind of... it's another style of doom because there's so many I, I mm -hmm. think sometimes it's very easy and very lazy and I'm not saying we're being lazy because we're hard working reviewers um, mm. but it's very lazy just to call something doom yeah like doom it's like saying like death metal like death metal has several flavours um, you know doom has many flavours it's a genre that's existed for almost as long as metal now uh, like the, the early metal bands were Doom forefathers, right? So it's, it's been around longer than thrash and longer than like all these other ones that we, we you know we, we think about now. And there are different camps that you can go. You can go into the more extreme side. You can go into the more commercial side. But you can certainly look at the more traditional side, which is where Green Lung sit. They're definitely in the more traditional side, and they wear their influences on their sleeves. And I think that's kind of what's awesome about them. The wear their influences on their green sleeves. See what they do. <laughs> Check, please. Uh, right, but the, the, <laughs> like, they really, really do. And I think, like, you, like, the phrase that you mentioned, Dave, that I was like, 100% is that it is the levelling up. And it's not to dismiss mm. anything on the previous album, but the previous album did feel like a band kind of trying to find their way around, mm -hmm. to, like, kind of self getting something out there to get a bit of buzz about it. And the fact that it generated as much attention is testament to their fucking hard work. And also to their finger being on the pulse of something that music listeners want to listen to. Sfart is the perfect fit. When you look at their roster, it is awash with bands that are in a similar Doom-like genre but don't sound anything fucking like them, which is great. Can you imagine seeing Jess and the Ancient Ones in Green Lung Tour together? Ooh. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Spank my ass and call me Mary. You know what else? You know, get a little bit of the limit on there as well. Oh my god! And now you're tickling the balls. Um, I can't wait. Literally, like, that's a great roster of great bands, and it's a perfect fit. And like you say, they could have taken the the easy money. Maybe went for a bigger record label. I don't know. Maybe had to compromise on a couple of decisions. Maybe had to change their sound a little bit. Maybe had to force a single out there that didn't sound like what they did. And what they did was they went for the choice, which I believe probably gave them the most say. And that's what I want from them because they're a band that have a very confident sound. Like you listen to it, they yeah. know what they want to sound like. They know how their songs work. I, I fight back a little bit on what you were saying about 
like ideas or motifs or rhythms on the guitar coming back that's doom that's 70s doom there are like handfuls and handfuls of black sabbath songs which sound like well that's the same rhythm that's just a play right, on a yeah. previous song um i'd like I, I know i know what you're saying and i i don't disagree with it but mm. i also think it's kind of but they're not just a doom band though you know i wouldn't say they're a doom band i say there's elements of doom but they've also got bits of you know proto metal in there there's yeah. also like kind of traditional heavy metal psychedelic yeah. so there's lots of different styles and influences but yeah but that doesn't always necessarily mean that that should be put in every song i think i think what i, I know what you're saying it just wasn't an issue for me like mm. a, a particular rhythm used again on the guitar which is just played maybe on slightly different chords it's fine for me because it fits the yeah. song so and i i completely completely hear what you're saying it just to me isn't a negative if anything it feels cohesive to the ideas on the album feels like a theme mm. um so what it works okay for me i'm i'm going against kyle here and i'm going with dave so i'm flip-flopping between the two years <laughs> they turn the two years against each other to me black harvest is an odd placement on the album i don't quite get why it's there um uh, to me it should have come like potentially like either the second last song or the third last song um, I can see that. To, like to build back into it. Although in itself, I really liked the track. I thought, I thought, mm. it was, as a title track goes, it's not the most memorable song. Which no. once again is flying in the face of how bands tend to I know. do albums. I love that. Title I love everything good. about this band. They're just like yeah. we broke into a church to do our thing on a whim. Yeah. Where uh, our title track is half the length of all the other tracks, and it fucking sucks in comparison. But fuck you. Yeah, yeah to me, that's that. To me, just I, I think that's. There's a, there's a lot to like about this one. The big things for me are the guitar work on this is fucking great. Like, riffs mm. are brilliant. They capture that era. They capture the sound. It sounds fucking awesome. And vocally, yes, the previous album was good. This pisses on their previous album from a great height. I just feel he's more confident. Yeah. Like, he's more confident to make things sound a lot catchier. I mean, there's plenty of catchy elements on their debut, for sure. But was I humming them three days later? No. And that's the difference here. Like they've, they've just—they have nailed it down on this album, front to back. This is a great fucking album. If this does not propel them, you know, to—I'm not going to say superstardom. They'll not be headlining download next year. But if this doesn't propel them up the next level and gets them on, you know, tours with with bigger bands to get more of a say, then I don't genuinely know what you need to do, like <laughs> as a band. Like, Could you imagine every, these guys are mastered on together? Oh, right, like the, 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 I was thinking about the versatility of their sound. Yeah. And I mentioned this before. Like you get Boss Colloid and yeah. on a tour together, that's a fucking oh. bitch. Two completely different sounding bands, but two bands that I would equate to if I was going to see like a gig and those two bands were would be on together, I would have the best fucking night ever because I would yeah. be going through like all the shades of seventies inspired music through the eighties, mm. like just like a, like a, a, and a wash with them. There are plenty of bands that were mentioned that they could easily be along beside. Once again, they're they're kind of at times they remind me. Uh, Puppy do a lot of this, but Puppy do it in a much more commercial sound. Mm. Like there's something about their production that's much more pristine. But like to, to me, if you're a fan of this sort of music right now, and I know you're gonna hate me for mentioning the band again this is the ghost effect yeah. this is this is what happens when a band like ghost become as popular as they do like record labels sign bands that's in more or bands feel more confident to do it now i'm not saying that they are influenced by ghost 
I'm just saying there is now a preconditioned market out there for this music. And I couldn't be any happier. I honestly wish them all the fucking success in the world. I can't wait to see them live. I know I was joking about England earlier on. Don't mean <laughs> it, lads. Come to Scotland. Um, but yeah, like, go to Scotland, not England. I, I can fly to Scotland. This is, this is there's so much. There's so much to like about it, and it's a great app. This to me is one of these ones where you are sitting there going, right, well, they had full control of the previous album. They're now on a label. Let's see what version of the band comes out, and it's their best self that came out. So you can't ask any more than that. These guys are going to have a long fucking career of making me say, "I love them." Um, yeah, me too. After every album, <laughs> I just, I, I was just really happy about it. I, like you say, Dave, I think you finish the album, you just feel good about yourself. Yeah. There's a lot of albums being released this year that make me feel fucking horrible. Um, but and that's not only last that, it's year, still heavy as fuck. You're like, because last year was a shitty year, and a lot yeah. of musicians wrote music last year when they were in the middle of a shitty year. These guys have taken it the other way. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I would say, I, I would say, I, I, I will be surprised if you know we don't see a massive uptake in this band because they fucking earned it. Uh, so it's a really, 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 really good album. Yep. Um, okay. So ratings for this one from Greenlong. I think we're going to get three different scores here, but um, Bring it, Dave. I think um, for me, it's a, it's a very, very hook-laden, fun-filled album. I think the songwriting feels more refined than Woodland Rights, and they've definitely kind of trimmed some of the fat and put more focus on each track, having you know that kind of hook or melody. Um, a little bit repetitive for me in places, a couple of tracks that weren't quite as strong in the kind of second half of the album, but still really enjoyed it. Um, it's a four out of five for me. Uh, Duncan, what are you thinking? You're spot on, because I'm going to go just slightly lower than Kyle and also higher than you. It's a 4.5 <laughs> for me. I think this is a, I think it's a great, I think it is a great fucking album. Um, yeah. It'll get repeated right to the end of the year. Um, I'm leaving that 0.5 because, very much like yourself, I think Black Harvest is an interesting song and there's an interesting placement on the album that I don't necessarily get. Mm. Um, but it's their fucking album they get to do whatever they want uh, yeah I, I, I'm reserving my five for their next album which they would have to really fuck up not to get so <laughs> Kyle do I need to ask nah oh, I'm <laughs> on the fence I don't know whether to give it a five out of five or a six out of five if you tell me I can give it a six I'll give it a six <laughs> it's not having I loved one. it that much I really did it's like 35 yep. cool cool uh, Dave I was funny, won't I was... change his graphic no. for that. I'll stuck him up as five. Um, <laughs> I was reading that after um, after the release of Woodland Rights, the band went on a UK tour with Puppy. Actually, I, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I can I mean, totally the see how the that would work. Yeah. Like that would be a fucking bitching tour, and the fact that we didn't go and see that is a scathing indictment in our, in our, of our laziness, yeah. Dave. It is, it really is. Laziness in age. Um, <laughs> this one uh, this one drops on October 22nd on uh, Svart Records. Um, be sure to check this one out. Um, we've all really enjoyed the album. If you want to check them out, facebook.com forward slash greenlongband. Um, if you're checking this out on YouTube, link's below in the description. And uh, let us know what you think of the album. Um, if you've heard any of the singles, uh, once you've heard the album, let us know. That is the review. Okay, gentlemen. Yes. Um that is uh, our first album review of the podcast done um we are going to play some music for you in a sec but um a couple of wee things before then um Ooh. competition uh, oh, we did a competition God. on our last podcast 
for um, the last two albums from Vorvan. Uh, we asked which band's back catalogue did we cover on our last Twitch stream. The answer was obviously the Dillinger Escape Plan. And, Stayed. Um, <laughs> no, was it, was it, or was it stayed? Was it? No stayed. Um, <laughs> the two winners um, were uh, James Dernham and Tobias Sains. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Say Tobias Forger. I was like, ghost again! <laughs> Son of a um, bitch! <laughs> So uh, thank you for um, submitting those. I will be in touch with both of you to arrange delivery of the albums. Um, I'm waiting on some. I'm waiting on some new prizes coming in. So uh, keep your your ears open for another competition coming on one of our future shows. Okay. Um, listener question time, gents. Sigh. Well, this listener question comes from uh, a gentleman known as Metal Miguel, <laughs> a.k.a. Mikey McManus. Oh, no. <laughs> of Rock and Roll Reviews fame. Yeah. Reviewer and disc jockey um, back in the day. I'm going to call him something far longer. <laughs> the way you winked and smiled before you said that. I thought you were going to call him like, like knob jockey or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, dear God. Not at all. Um, he has sent in a little question for us. Um, so. Why are you smiling and laughing? Hopefully it's a <laughs> the question. The question is, why do you let that English cunt on the show with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he, he said, uh, or he asks, how many chickens would it take to kill oh, an fuck. elephant? And while you witness the carnage, what song do you envisage playing at the time? War Painted Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> By Diablo Swing Orchestra. Oh my God. Because <laughs> it's got chickens in it. Uh, see. Um, well, I, firstly, I would say um, one chicken, just uh, right up the trunk. Um, asphyxiation <laughs> by chicken. Um, he asked how, how, how many chickens I don't, I, I don't think oh, you understand right. the mechanics get that. of a trunk. A chicken's not I going didn't... up that. It's not just a giant yeah. hole at the top it's of an Oasis up. bottle. That's a joke <laughs> to something I mentioned offline. Um, it's not like that. It's like it's a nostril. There's yeah. two nostrils. A fucking big nostril. Not that big that a chicken Aye. could fit up, Dave. Chickens are scrawny, man. Stick it right up. <laughs> Have right you up not been to KFC, Dave? <laughs> That's just a wing. Yeah, they're greasy enough. They could just go right away. Oh, yeah, if it's a KFC chicken, fucking grease it up, (laughs) grease it up, shove it up. Like where this is going, sounds like last Saturday night. Um, so Um, so you take one chicken up the trunk, yeah, asphyxiation by suicide chicken. Um, (laughs) and the song would be, I'd probably go for something like, um, Ticket for the Paralyzer by Amur because it's only 51 seconds long. And that's how long I reckon it would take to choke that elephant. <laughs> I'm going for that. Uh, Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I love you, Mikey. I really, really do. That's a stupid fucking question. You feel ashamed of yourself as a grown adult with responsibilities now and children that you pen this fucking animal based monstrosity um i'm not dignifying the first part of this question with a fucking answer like like chickens ain't taking down an elephant full stop right elephants taking down the chicken right depends on how many chickens there are 
all the chickens in the world couldn't take down a fucking elephant. You wanna mm. know why? They're scared of the elephant. <laughs> chicken, I don't know if you've seen a chicken before. A chicken is a stupid it's animal. Legit. It's a fucking stupid animal. <laughs> Elephants are not stupid, right? Chickens are fucking stupid. You have an army of chickens and they wouldn't they wouldn't be like, there's more of us than him. Let's all unionize together to take yeah. it down. That, but like the, that's the great... the fucking brave part when he's like, hold I know. And the chickens just fucking go. What, what, this would be like a fucking genocide. They'd call it the mass cluckening, um, where they were wiped out, right? It would be like, there would be no more definitive victory from one animal versus all the species of one animal against it. Then I mean, It's just a silly question. However, if, for whatever reason, chickens decided to fight an elephant in what yeah. I would call a, <laughs> a, you know, a, a doomsday mission, for for mm. lack of a lack of a better word, um, what song would I listen to while it was happening? Mm. Ooh, ooh, because it would go on for a while because there's all the chickens there, all the chickens. <laughs> and this is fucking ooh, uh, so many chickens. Um, a you know what? Chicken. It'd be what? Eeyore by Slipknot. <laughs> That's a good choice. Yeah, yeah, Carnage, a massacre of chickens. Nice, nice. Uh, see, see that created a bit of discussion there. Um, it's a stupid yeah. question. Mikey, Mikey also says much love to Duncan and uh, the arrival of his player too. Yes, I'm also going to say like you know how you you love me and the arrival of my child is by not submitting in silly questions, Mikey. <laughs> uh, it's by taking a couple of seconds, putting a bit of thought on it. Then press the submit. Just proofread. Just proofread. So you type it in and another sleep one. on it. For next podcast. Right. Sleep on it in draft and then wake up in the morning and reread it. And if it's still as funny as it was no. when you typed it, send it. Just do it, Mikey. Off the cuff. Just go boom on your email. Send me a no. wee message. No. Question for the next podcast. Go. So there you go. If you want to submit a question to the podcast, it's uh, metalepidemic.com forward slash ask metal epidemic. There will be a link in the description below if you want to check out the link to leave us a message. You can either record it in audio format or you can type it. Yeah, don't do that. Don't don't record that. That is you're inviting ridicule from me. Don't do it. Someone will you play it. the recordings? Hundred percent. Fuck yeah. Someone I'll stop sending record. you farts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, we're going to play some music. Uh, our next single of the podcast comes from Swedish death metal band Hypocrisy. Oh, uh, they're still on the go! They're still on the go. Yes! Um, the new single, Dead World, is from their upcoming album Worship, which will be released on November 26th via Nuclear Blast. Um, it has been eight long years since oh, the last yes. record. <laughs> and uh, Hypocrisy fans can feel that itch. Um, worship is 11 tracks of precise, ferocious musicianship, commonly inspired by the fusion of the modern and the ancient. Ooh. Hypocrisy has once more found a way to combine innovative ideas with a classic sound in order to deliver something metalheads can enjoyably consume with awe and brutal vigor. Um, this is Dead World by Hypocrisy. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Make a suffer, terminate the human horde. 
That was Hypocrisy and Dead World from the new album uh, Worship, which is out on November 26th on Declare Blast. Um, if you want to check these guys out, it's facebook.com forward slash hypocrisy to check out the band. There we go. Okay, gentlemen, we're back for another album review. And uh, on this review, Duncan, Kyle and I have been checking out the new album 
from progressive avant-garde metalers Diablo Swing Orchestra. The band's new album Swagger and Stroll Down the Rabbit Hole will be released. What face the... already, Kyle? Is it because he said avant-garde? No, it's because he said metal, and I can count about four times there was a metal sound on this album. I'm it's wondering enough. why we got it. <laughs> That's enough. what I mean. It's like it only takes four counts of a metal sound on any album, and every metal outlet will be like, we're on it. Yeah, I like that. No, I like it. Where yeah. else, where, like, let's put it this way: right? see if you had a shelf in front of you with mm. different genres of music. Where mm. do you put Diablo Swing Orchestra? You put it in your Fucking metal shelf. All of them. You can't put it in all, all of them. You only have one copy. Although the no, band no you go you out and buy 18 copies. copies and you put yeah. it in every fucking genre. The band genre. would be overjoyed if you bought 18 <laughs> copies. Yeah, yeah. that's self, why they do this. Self-appointed spokesman for the band, I would say, please buy 18 copies of this. But what I'm saying is, like, if you have to, like, if you had to put it somewhere, you put it in your metal collection. So yeah. that totally makes sense to me. Yeah. Now that uh, I've said that, are... Dave, give us a blurb. <laughs> Continue. Uh, the album's coming out on November 2nd uh, on Candlelight and Spine Farm Records. Um, these guys have been on the go since 2003 and uh, this is album number five from Diablo Swing Orchestra uh, it comes four years since the release of Pacif- Pacifisticuffs <laughs> it's, it's a great name of the album um, but there is a, there's a little bit of nostalgia with this one um, oh Dave take us now. back in the time machine take us back um, we, uh, we've been aware of these guys like for a long time um we uh we got their 2012 release yeah. uh pandora's pinata um in for review back in the day at rock and roll reviews um and we were we were both pretty impressed uh with that album um, i thought it was great it a, i thought it was yeah, absolutely great <laughs> it got a, a very high scoring review um on the website i'm sure it was baz that reviewed it mm-hmm. um so i was definitely keen to hear like where these guys were going to go with album number five um you know, this is a band that are are known for kind of like pairing all sorts of bizarre styles that on paper really should not work. Um, so I had a feeling this was going to be another kind of ambitious um, release from Diablo Swing Orchestra. Um, once again, they've teamed up with uh, producer Robert Laggy, um, who's worked with In Flames and Hardcore Superstars. Um, he's almost become the ninth member of the orchestra. Uh, together they've dug deeply into each of the genres explored in the 13 album tracks and worked hard to find the appealing genre characteristics to forge their own sound. Uh, as with many uh, bands, COVID-19 obviously has presented multiple challenges but also granted opportunities which allowed them to take their time in the studio since there was no kind of tours waiting to happen. Uh, the mixing process alone for this album took a year and a half. Holy fucking shit. Um, <laughs> But um, Diablo Swing Orchestra are confident they produced an album which will leave an indelible mark whilst inspiring others to try to flesh out ideas on genre blending. Okay, gentlemen, so um, 13 tracks, just over an hour runtime, um, and a, an absolute ton of guests on this album. Over 19 guest musicians and vocalists on this album. Um, once again, <laughs> Diablo Swing Orchestra producing another album that really pushes the boundaries um, and I, I, I kind of like that about them you know I, I like that kind of fearless kind of um, approach that they take when they're you know putting styles together um, they, they, they don't generally give a fuck about pleasing the masses you know they, they're writing music for, for them um, and if you don't like it then fucking tough shit this is what they do um, and if, if nothing else like this is a highly 
unpredictable album, as most of their albums are. Um, there's no way of telling what is going to happen next because they really take you through this like plethora of styles and, and ideas. Um, even from the first intro track, um, seeing in the apocalypse, which is like when I was listening, I was like, this is like Queen covering little drummer boy like that's <laughs> what was kind of running through my head on that intro track which was just like what is go- where are we going to go with this um but then uh war war painted valentine kicks in and basically we're off we've got this like tribal kind of like sepultura type vibe in the guitars and drums but we've got like full brass section doing like almost new orleans street jazz style like mm-hmm. we've got strings you've got both male and female vocals playing off one another um and it's all delivered in this very like eccentric and like bizarre style um but like, even though like in amongst all that weirdness that there, there was still like a small hook in there as well when the chorus kicks in it's not massive but it's enough just to kind of give the track that little bit of normality um but as i said like diablo they, they don't do predictable so whatever you thought the next track was going to sound like you are most definitely wrong um we we then go like full spanish almost like flamenco style Mm -hmm. completely sung in spanish which i I think is a first for the band um and about a minute and a half goes by and then they they start to bring in the heavy guitars and the brass and like kind of true like diablo swing style um and and that's how like this album kind of goes like they they don't tend to really repeat themselves um, at all on this album um, but you know there's still there's certain subtle traits in the guitars you know style wise and, and rhythmically that appear on a lot of the tracks which still remind you that you're listening to Diablo Swing Orchestra um, even though at the same time like they're experimenting with like things like ragtime and folk and rock and 80s pop and swing and fucking jazz and psychobilly like they run through all these different styles um, and you can hear that they've really thought about like what, you know what they're going to include when they're constructing these songs um however uh for me um i i enjoyed like the level of experimentation on 2012's uh, pandora's pinata um that album was still quirky and kind of unique um but not not like too much that it became like disorganized um on this album for me i think they've maybe went slightly too far um and I understand like there's there's no point in like re-releasing another version of Pandora's Pinata. They're clearly a band that will continue to evolve and attempt new styles and ideas. Um, and this is probably down to my personal taste. Um, it was a little too off the wall for me, if I'm honest. Um, it's very playful and fun, and the musicianship is fantastic. Um, but stylistically, I don't know if it came together as an album for me. Um, there were some individual moments that I enjoyed, um, but there were too many times that it went as i said slightly too far and maybe became like kind of style over substance um my other main issue with this album is and i'm sorry to say it is the production um i know and i know they've said they were mixing this for over a year and a half but i don't know if that's maybe gone against them in this case um they've maybe overcooked it i don't know most of the most of the instruments are balanced well enough against each other um except from one um but i didn't like a lot of the kind of eq choices on the guitars and drums specifically um a little bit tinny and, and a bit a little bit kind of lacking in bass in my in my, in my opinion um and not just from a kind of eq perspective i thought the bass itself could have been doing with a, a massive boost um on that album it, 
it weirdly felt present on tracks like Snake Oil Baptism, um, but then there was other tracks where I felt like it completely disappeared. Um, and some of the instruments feel really weirdly spaced at times. Um, and I'm not sure if it's because there was so many instruments on each track that they had to try and create space for them all. Um, but some of the panning was a little bit weird for me, especially on the drums. Um, so, like overall, it wasn't the album I was kind of hoping for from Diablo Swing Orchestra. Although I'm not too sure what I was hoping for. Um, but I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure like fans of the band will probably love it stylistically. It's it's fucking it's madder than a box of frogs, but. It, I don't know, it just didn't click with me this time. Um, there were some good songs. War Painted Valentine, as I mentioned, is a great groove. Um, and uh, Jig of the Century, also really cool. It's got this kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody type kind of idea going through it. Um, and Snake All Baptism had some really great kind of soulful kind of vocal hooks as well. But then there were so many moments that just kind of lost me where it became really like too theatrical or down like a weird kind of electric six type rabbit hole um even and even the tracks that i enjoyed the, the production kind of stopped me from fully loving them if i'm honest so uh, it was a bit of a mixed bag for me uh, if i'm honest uh duncan what about yourself you were you'd obviously heard the band before and enjoyed them what did you think of this dave allow me to say sit down and shut up you ignorant slut <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, I mean, you're not wrong that there maybe push things to the extreme in mm -hmm. terms of, like, specifically the. I mean, not one song is in the same genre as any other song <laughs> on here. Yeah. Um, so it's thirteen uniquely styled genre-specific tracks. Yeah. Which, even when I'm seeing genre specific, it starts off one way and then morphs into something else. Mm. But I maybe was fully, I come into this expecting bonkers. Like, I genuinely mm. expected bonkers. And that's what I got. And I maybe am more forgiving of that. Like, I think we've spoken before. I am a huge fan of Dog Fashion Disco. Dog Fashion mm. Disco, not two songs on any album sound alike and they fucking yeah. mix it. Everything's different on every song. And I kind of like that about them because I always like to see what does that band bring to that style of music. And that's kind of where I fall with Diablo Swing Orchestra. Having, like you said before, uh, checked out Pandora's Pinata way back in the day, which I believe we spoke about on a podcast as well. Mm -hmm. I think that was on maybe the first Rock and Reels podcast. Because mm -hmm. I distinctly remember the aforementioned Mikey earlier on talking about them as well and us all being in a room together and being relatively high on it yeah where I, I think they've I think you're right like there's only once you've done that album you don't want if you're them you don't want to redo that album so to no. me this is the logical transition from that is that you make an album which feels like songs that are almost their own little countries on the map uh, mm. under the banner of very much like the EU uh, all these different identities but they're all under the banner of mm. um, and that's kind of what the album felt like for me I mentioned it on a recent review when we talked about 12 Foot Ninja that I have a huge amount of respect for anyone that can transition genres yeah. or transition oh, yeah. styles but retain the, the essence of the song whilst sounding authentic 
to the genre you've transitioned to. So not just that we're going to play a Spanish guitar on this one, but the rest of the band's going to sound like a metal band. Like, you go fully into that, and you take the whole song with you, and mm. it, when you're listening to it, the transition feels like, all right, well, that, that transition was smooth, and we ended up where we were, and that was excellent. And I think they do that really, really, really well here. I love the mix of different vocalists. I think they add different little textures, and especially the change in language. Like, when you were talking about um, War Painted Valentine, which has, I mean, I'm sure it's words, but it sounded like gibberish to me uh, at the beginning. It, did, it sounded like a, a weird kind of almost playful ratamahata. And I was like, what the fuck yeah. are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, like, it, like when that kicks in. Um, but I thought the, the inclusion of the different vocalists added, once again, texture. And this is what this band do really, really well. It's textures of different instrumentation or use or composition. And they're master composers. I love the compositions on this one. The, the stuff you were mentioning I didn't pick up at all on, on the, the production but then again I don't know if I was actively listening for how the guitars or the drums or the bass even sounded in this one I was focused on actually everything else which maybe gives credence to what you're saying like my ear was never attracted to what the guitar was doing what the drums were doing out with percussion um, mm. it was it was never really drawn that way so I, I can't I can't say it's a negative for me I don't, I, I'll be honest I wasn't paying so much close attention to that aspect of the music that I could say I could hold it in a negative in terms of a whole sound for me it just worked mm. um, I have a negative alright <laughs> but my only negative on this one and it's also it's strength weirdly so it's like a downside but also is this is like one I, of those interview questions isn't it yeah yeah like, like well, yeah. what's my what's my well, what's my weakness I care too much I work <laughs> too hard Um <laughs> You know, I'm a considerate lover. Um, that's my biggest weakness: is I, I give too much of myself during love. Um, tried not to say fucking, but we'll say it. Uh, well, I, I think you are right. I think there's 13 songs here, and like easily about 40 different musical genre styles put in here. From their position, I understand why they've done it that way. I do ultimately come down at the end of this that it feels like a collection of songs and mm. not an album mm -hmm. and that like i know some people will be saying the definition of an album is a collection of songs <laughs> yes you're right but i wouldn't say a greatest hits was an album yeah. i would mm. say a greatest hits is a greatest hits and this feels like a collection of songs as opposed to an album the songs are all very good but it does lack a degree of cohesive listening throughout it every song that I'm into I'm into the experience but then the next song kind of feels like you're resetting that experience as yeah, opposed to yeah. transitioning into the next song mm. um, but as I mean to be as talented as these guys is I mean it's just, just different it's just a different level of of just compositional understanding it's just, I, 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 I greatly admire the band do I necessarily think it's an album that I will come back to repeat listens? This might be one of the rare occasions where I come back and listen to songs on the album as opposed mm. to listening to the whole album. And yeah. I'm an albums guy. I, I hate doing it the other way around. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I fall on it. So that's my, my negative mm -hmm. is that I don't necessarily think it feels like a flowing album, but everything mm. in it feels great. Cool. Okay. Kyle, where are you landing on this one? Kind of in the same ballpark as you guys, to be honest. It's like, 
starts out really strong. Like first mm. song, well, in the, the intro song and the first song, War Painted Valentine, is great. Really yeah. enjoyed it. It was just quirky and weird and out there, and I loved it. Yeah. But you get around to like track seven, and it's like, okay, I'm kind of worn out a bit now by <laughs> all this quirk and madness. It's like, like you say, you have to keep resetting every song, and every song is so different from the last. Mm. There's no red thread, it's just Norwegian saying, I guess. There's like there's no connection between the songs. There's nothing to keep it together. I really mm. like when they do like the metal big band thing. I think that works really well. Mm. If they'd have sort of kept that as the core and done all this other stuff around that, I think it probably would have worked a bit better. Um, but now there was one song. What's it called? Out came the hummingbirds, which is really 80s and really like yeah. synth and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. great. I really awesome. like that. But that was. But all the other stuff just sort of fell away from me. It was just like there's not really that much memorable because it's all just so much to take in all the one time. I think you're right. I think we took it a bit too far this time. But I mean, it's not to say that they're not fantastic musicians and know how to write songs and make a really, really good like collection of songs. But there's yeah, there's just something, something not connecting through each one. So it's like, mm. like okay, this could be any band, especially when the singers are always different on almost every song. It's like yeah, it is a bit. It's a bit. It just bleh. but. I mean, that's who they are, and they clearly don't give a fuck. So, I mean, I appreciate that, definitely. Mm. But also, yeah, like Dave said, it was the production as well for me. It was like, hmm. Like, the metal guitar wasn't really that good a guitar tone, and some of it sounds a bit thin and weak and tinny. I think mm. you're right. If they spent a year and a half mixing this, they probably went down a rabbit hole and made some decisions, and then just got to a point they were like, you know what, fuck it, we're done. We're just going to push it out as it is. Mm. And, I mean, it sounds like possibly they maybe have mixed like song by song instead of like taking recording everything and then mixing it all in one go yeah um because there's definitely some differences between songs as well that i've picked up like you like you said sometimes the bass disappears sometimes it's there it's like mm. it varies one song but the mastering's been quite good and they've all got the same sort of level and tone and everything so mm. you never really know but uh but yeah there's a, there's a lot of disparities between songs and between parts of the album which it, it didn't hit home for me and after and it's an hour long and mm. it's a bit it, where it just wore me out a bit like oh like it started off really strong i really enjoyed it but after that hour i was like good lord <laughs> okay <laughs> how long can this go and the last song is only four minutes long but it was a long four minutes <laughs> so yeah yeah kind of okay. I, I mean i liked it i really enjoyed it and i think i'm probably the same i'll go back and listen to the separate songs and probably won't come back to the entire album but, mm. but there's some really good stuff on there really 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 good stuff so and the way they exit the, the, yeah i really admire the way they managed to mix these completely disparate genres like yeah. metal and big band it's like you cannot in any universe mix those two genres but here it is it's done mm. <laughs> yeah the only really other band well. that i can think yeah. of off the top of my head that do it out with like a band like doll fashion disco that yeah. deliberately are mm. in it for the quirk yeah. um are... but they always had that core element of like metal and the screaming and stuff that they could yeah. mix around that but with this it was there was no core element it was just like here's a bunch of songs that all sound totally different there's nothing really to keep it all together yeah there's a um, I think it was the not the previous Trapelium release but the Trapelium release before mm. it was an EP and I can't remember what it was something Rag or Moonshine or whatever yeah. the name of the title yeah. was and there's at least two songs in that that they have like full on big you know kind of New Orleans-esque big band sections mm. in the music and it fits like oh it's, it's so fucking you listen to you like that this this is a marriage made in heaven all music should sound like this um <laughs> and then a few few bands can get that kind of compositional thing sorted they just have that but mm -hmm. it also helps that they're incredibly incredibly talented they're clearly a group of musicians that enjoy working together and also oh, enjoy yeah. pushing the boat out 
there's mm -hmm. like, like there's nothing worse than them being Plenty complacent. Safe. Yeah, being yeah. complacent yeah. all the way through. They are not sometimes you have to take safe. risks. No, yeah. Um, and sometimes those risks are fully rewarding. Sometimes they backfire. So yeah. Yeah. I think there's there's a lot of reward on this album. Though. Yes. If you oh, take it song by song, there's a lot to like. But I think listening to it over and over again, an hour at a time, is like it it wears a bit thin. But yeah. I mean, for me. Mm. Not for everybody, obviously. But I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Mm. Um, okay. Ratings for this one. Um, um, I'm going to be all over the shop again. I can yeah, I think we are. <laughs> um, okay. So musicianship is great. Um, the songwriting is very ambitious and it is very clever in places as well. Um, for me, though, unfortunately, it just feels a little too all over the place. Um, Definitely doesn't feel as kind of complete as some of their, their past work. Um, just felt a little bit too disjointed for me. Um, maybe may, like too many cooks possibly, but um, as I said, there's a lot of kind of outside input and guests on this album. So maybe that affected the feel and the flow of it. Um, actually, now I'm thinking about it, it kind of reminds me of when we checked out the Thy Catafalque album earlier this year. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I was going to mention that, like that, because that album was avant-garde, messy weirdness. But yeah, they had like no project management on that at all. It was just yeah. absolute fucking mess from beginning to end, and I hated it. But this, it feels like they managed to rein in at least some way, rein in yeah. like the people that they had on guests and keep them to do a certain thing. Yeah, even though it was a bit disjointed, but it was not as bad as that. Like, no, no. no. <laughs> um, but similar, similar approach with the, the amount of guests and stuff that uh, they had on mm. it. Um, I, I just couldn't get past that production either um just some really kind of questionable choices on the mix for me um which is i find strange because it's the same guy that they've worked with in the past and like the production on, on well, what, Pinata was great so yeah. i just I, I can't when you spend 18 it. months on one album you're gonna make some questionable choices <laughs> well, no, it's just the there's, there's nature of it yeah, yeah there's that infamous story of and i know i derailed the end of this by mentioning <laughs> something that's totally not related but there's that infamous story of tears for fears recording sowing the seeds of love and he spent five years, five years Ooh. working on that album, and like and like over a year working on that one song because he was trying to find the perfect synth noise yeah. for it. And when you listen to it, you can't fucking hear it. Nope. <laughs> like, like, it's like that's the sound you picked. I could have, I could have knocked that up in like three seconds. It's just, it's like the, the, sometimes when you're so close to the the coal face, you don't notice that as black. Yeah. Which I don't think is an analogy, but we're using it now. It's <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go right down the middle on this one. 2.5 for me. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, I, I just feel like... Oh, that felt like a punch in the gut. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like if I went three, I'm, I'm kind of... I feel like I kind of enjoyed the album where I didn't really. It just yeah. there was bits of it that that I, that I liked, other bits not so much. So I'm going to go two point five. Right. Um, Duncan, what are you thinking? Three point five. Like I say, like the individual elements themselves work really, really well for me. The thing that I have the issue with is it working as an album, but the core elements are all there, and that's what kind of knocks it down. I, I to me, you're releasing it as an album, not as like a series of singles or whatever. So. I have to listen to it in that level and that's the level it doesn't work but the core elements herself all work really really well for me um, mm. I don't think it's good as, as uh, Pandora's Piñata interestingly enough but then even then I think I was still 
of the opinion that my biggest gripe with it was was it was mixing too many things. I think you, that's just them. You just kind of have to get over it. Um, yeah. I don't know how that. When it comes to a critical point of view of reviewing something, you're reviewing an album. You're not mm. reviewing the core. Com- you, the core components definitely make that up, but it's overall the feel of the album that mm. you're reviewing. Because you can have the best songs ever written in the world, but if they abut each other in horrible ways, it's not yeah. a pleasant listening experience. True. And this is not a a displeasing listening experience is just like I said before you get to the end of the song and you're like that right well we're going somewhere completely different now and I have to now reset my expectations of what I'm going to get and that's a bit weird whereas to me an album should flow that's, that's, mm. that's how I grade a lot of, a lot of albums there should be a flow a movement throughout it which kind of progresses you through and at times it feels like there are certain tracks where the stylings are kind of similar yeah. like not that much of a jump and then there's other ones where you get like a sea shanty and you're like how the fuck do we end up here um, and that to me is just a little bit off but yeah I, 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 I don't I don't dislike anything on it I just find it hard to consume it all in one sitting it's like going to a world buffet <laughs> and sitting down with some like lovely Singapore noodles and putting on top of it that weird fucking mango jello shit that no one eats like on top of it <laughs> I mean, separately, they're lovely, but do I want to mm. consume them on the same plate? No, no, I don't. No. Okay. I'm never really uh, <laughs> Kale, what about yourself? I'm going to go 3.5 as well, because while it has great moments and really good songs, it's just, yeah, the production's not great. But like I said, spend 18 months on a on a production for any album of any length, and you'll end up with some questionable shit. So, mm. But, I mean, COVID happened and all that stuff, so I'm not really surprised. But, yeah, yeah. Well, it just wasn't... It wasn't all there. It was really good stuff. The stuff I enjoyed, I enjoyed a lot. So it's not like it's crap, but I mean, it just was like up and down, like a roller coaster of mm. amazingness and kind of shameful stuff. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, that one um, comes out on uh, 2nd November. Swagger and Stroll down the rabbit hole. Um, it's been released on Candlelight and Spine Farm Records. Um, if you want to check out the band, you can check them out at uh, facebook.com forward slash Diablo Swing Orchestra. Um, if you're checking this out on YouTube, there'll be links below to their Facebook and to the, the pre-orders and stuff for the album. Um, let us know what you think. Um, if you've heard any singles, drop us a message, stick some comments in. Happy to hear your thoughts and opinions on it. Um, that is the review. So, gentlemen. Yes, I am one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, another album review down. Um, sometimes these things happen. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of went into that one hoping that it was going to be so much more and it just didn't land for me at all, unfortunately. That lead single was fantastic. The, that, it I think really that's was. the problem that, as well. Yeah, it's it the strongest song right on, the, on the album for it me, is. I think. Yeah, and that's totally what kind of dragged me and I thought, yeah, I'll be into checking this out and then the rest yeah. was just kind of... Technically, mm. you have to do, though. <laughs> like, if, you know, if you're a, if you're a record label, oh, yeah. you release the strongest song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you get... Yeah. It'd be, like, it'd be like putting a movie out and then releasing a trailer with all the worst moments in the movie and saying, come <laughs> to your movie. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, do I really want to go and see that? Um, yeah. No, I, I think, one, once again though, like see if we'd all been on the same grade. Hmm. I think a band like this needs the same grade. Hmm. From like, I, I expect reviews for this are going to be all over the place from everyone. And that's the yeah. way it should be. I don't think everyone should be uniformly positive or negative about a band that do so much different shit well so. mm. I, yeah. yeah 
I feel bad. I hate giving out negative or it wasn't negative. It was kind of oh. right in the middle, but um, I don't know. I had to be honest. I've just been honest. Man, um, Twitch stream ruins your opinion. you, man. <laughs> yeah. Twitch stream ruins you. Like, Violet <laughs> Dave is out for the rest of the year now. Yeah. <laughs> There's no fucking free passes anymore. He's going to be revisiting some of the albums that he made <laughs> already this year at the end of the year. It was like that. I mean, I, I went back to that Cannibal Corpse album and I was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> I, can I'm see it coming. I can see it coming. I'm going to re-record some. Of the year. Hey, I'm going to re-record some reviews at the end of the he's year. He's going to be taken <laughs> back. For, like he's going to be he's going to be doing the opposite of Kyle, who like Kyle's giving out fives. He's going to be taking them back. <laughs> I, I first gave this band a five. I'm taking it back. They will stick with their four now. Yeah. Love it. Love it, Dave. Um. Yeah. So yeah. And sorry, Lisa. I know this is one of yours. Um. I, I hate I hate giving you a negative review, Lisa, but I'm, I had to I had to just I had to do it. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, it's a heartbreaker. I know. So, um, and that brings us to the conclusion of another podcast, gents. Um, had another, we made it. I know. Somehow, <laughs> um, we have one more track to play for you before before we go. Um, it comes from a Texas stoner rock group called high desert queen um, sold <laughs> literally you just like you t- you literally hit all the sweet notes here okay um, stoner rock texas high desert queen sold 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 okay um the band uh, about to drop their new album on october 15th so it'll just be coming out just after this podcast drops um they've released um a couple of singles but the last one um is called did she um and it features on the new album. It's called Secrets of the Black Moon. Um, oh, the... Fucking hell, man. <laughs> the oh, relentless... I'm going to pass out. There's so much blood rushing at my dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Relentless Foursome were signed by Ozzy Osbourne bassist Blasco to um, Ripple Music as part as as part of his uh, collaboration with the label. Um, the album was initially set for a June release, um, but under a different title, uh, Bury the Queen, it was supposed to be called. But it has now been renamed to Secrets of the Black Moon. Oh, yes. And it will be officially released on October 15th. Um, you can check them out at facebook.com forward slash high desert queen if you like what you hear. And be sure to give the album a listen when it drops on the 15th of October. So we're going to play that for you in just a sec. Um, but before that, we'll be back in a month's time with another podcast. Um, more nonsense from the three of us. Um, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, every single one of you that check it out. Thank you. Um, we'll be back on Twitch on the 27th of October um, doing something spooky. <laughs> Don't know what. Doing something now that we've derailed it. We're yeah. going to end up, we're gonna, like the week before, we're just going to end up being like scary shit. Uh, <laughs> we'll just do best albums 1994, I. Um, <laughs> um so yeah, stay tuned for whatever that is. It's coming on the twenty seventh of October. Um, Twitch TV forward slash Kyle Seven Oaks. Uh, join us for another night of shenanigans. It's Dave's birthday at the end of October, is it, Kyle? You're not in October. No, I'm, I'm in May. May, that's fine. Right, so Dave's birthdays. I've done mine. Done Duncan's. We'll do Kyle's next year. Um, I mean, it'll be someone's birthday. Somewhere. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Whose birthday it is? We will not wish it to you because fuck off. <laughs> Unless you're in the stream, then of course we'll see. Join us on the stream if you want. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, all this time I thought me and Dave were tanking Kyle's Twitch stream, but it looks like he's doing a good job. (laughs) (laughs) 
um until then um keep checking out our youtube channel uh youtube.com forward slash metal epidemic and keep checking out the reviews on the website metalepidemic.com uh loads of reviewers doing written reviews as well so keep your eyes on the website for new reviews going up pretty much every day um we'll be back in november i can't remember what month we're in there back in november <laughs> for another podcast <laughs> I'm gone. I'm gone. Let's, let's, we'll, uh, we'll be. Let's call we'll it. We'll be back. Uh, uh, Wasn't eight forty nine? Eight forty nine. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, this is High Desert Queen, and did she? And uh, we'll see you or speak to you in a month's time. Catch you. Bye, everyone. Bye for now. Bye.